My next guest is the owner of Nebraska Health and Wellness Clinic, and he also has his hand in many other ventures in Norfolk and throughout the state. Dr. Jose Nuno, thanks for making time to be here today. Welcome. Yeah, appreciate it, Zach. Um, yeah. It's great to... Um, Great night for this, especially the day before uh, Thanksgiving. So it is a great night. I was yeah. kind of, I've, I've done, uh, this is the second show today. I was like, nobody's going to want to do it the, the day before Thanksgiving, but it worked out. No, it was actually perfect. Uh, closed down the clinic for the, um, you know, remainder of the Thanksgiving week. So uh, what better day to do something like this as long as, you know, you guys are up for it. Yeah. That yeah. was perfect timing. Definitely. Um, so you you grew up in Nebraska, right? I'm a Fremont boy. Nebraska yeah. um, grew up in Fremont pretty much. Um, born in actually Mexico, okay. um, l- grew up in, uh, Fremont since I was a year old. So I pretty much, um, yeah, consider myself Nebraska grown. What, what brought your, uh, family up to, from Mexico then at yeah. that time? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think just like any immigrant, um, opportunity, yeah, a big thing. And then I think the story is my dad, he, um, I think had a family member that lived in California. And then also Chicago. And so I think there was an opportunity to, to, to work. And so he came over. My mom was living in Mexico at the time. And, yeah, started working. Um, that was probably back in the 80s. Right. Um, and so uh, he liked it and decided to bring mom over. And then I think they moved to Iowa where uh, my oldest was brother was born. Yep. And then been here ever since that's great that's yes. great um so, so you graduate oh go ahead i was gonna say they they didn't like the hot weather they wanted some cold weather and oh their, yeah no their uh, yeah midwest weather <laughs> that's everybody's favorite yeah. you know that's why uh, we, you don't get acclimated by it no us tropical no no we, you we still, like, still like not acclimated to it, huh? not acclimated no i mean i was born in norfolk nebraska and i'm not acclimated <laughs> to it i yeah, hate no. winter i'm already done with the winter this absolutely. year absolutely no that's i funny. uh definitely uh uh hard to get used to yeah. It's very temperamental weather out here, but hey, what's the saying? It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Yeah, you can have uh, shorts weather one day and then you're bundling up the next. It's, no kidding. It's yeah. miserable. I think yesterday was cold. It was. Yeah. And then was I had the patients 30s. coming in this morning wearing shorts. Yep. Yeah, today was hot. Yep. I was like, what the heck? I haven't been outside, so. Yeah, it was it's, pretty warm. It was pretty warm today. That's how I gauge my, my weather by my patients, what they come in dressed. <laughs> right. So you graduated from Fremont High. Correct. And then um, what made you decide to join the medical field? You know, it's one of those things where I think it's you either do, you find a profession that you will make money in. And so for us being first gen Hispanics and even just like doing it first, I think it made it, it ended up coming down to what made money and what was considered to be a successful profession. Um, and so growing up, I would have, if you knew me, you probably would have been like, how the heck is this guy in medicine? (laughs) And so I think it's just, yeah, it was just mainly purely, there's some influence, but mainly purely out of, uh, finding a profession that you can monetize in. And then, um, you know, my personality is you gotta, you know, do something that, um, that I see people will value me at. And so I'm like, oh, medicine, you know, if you're in medical, everybody respects you. And, and so I just decided to go that route. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, mom was a caregiver for us, you know, growing up single, um, not single. She was married. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I meant to say, she was a ho- stay at home mom. Yep. And then she ended up um, actually doing a little bit of uh, uh, caregiving. And so I think that was my introduction to medicine and seeing how she cared for people. And then, um, um, yeah, decided to kind of look into that as far as 
you know, uh, actual profession. So, so you went to Midland. I went to Midland for Did undergrad. You, and you graduated, yep. Yep. And then you went to University of Nebraska Medical Center. Yep, that's correct. I uh, went to Midland, um, graduated in 2013, and then got into UNMC for their uh, uh, medical program there. And so graduated from there. Um, great program. And then ended up actually doing a little bit of uh, surgery with uh, in here at Faith. So I got recruited, actually, um, and did some vascular surgery here. And then met Dr. Gomez, and from there kind of ventured into the family medical world as far as family practice. And then Dr. Gomez was over on Virgis here. Correct. Yeah, the famous the Dr. Virgis. You guys know about him? A little bit. You, you can give, you can give the, the listeners a little details if you want. I don't know if I'm, like, great historian to do it I, out <laughs> of respect to him. But, yeah, yeah. I, 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 from my understanding, he had a medical influence in the Norfolk area. And so I, was, I think park dedicated to him, street dedicated to him. Awesome. I think he was probably the first guy who would have maybe started the hospital here in Norfolk. Oh, really? And then, yeah, some. I think it's, yeah, your neighbors. Um, I think there used to be a hospital community. And then his clinic, potentially, I might have that part wrong. And then he lived nearby, but yeah. It was, yeah that was That's the, great. That was a doc. Because you took over his practice, right? I took over Dr. Gomez's building. Just the building, okay. Just the building, yeah. he. There was some question about taking over his actual practice, Um but again, it goes back to my personality. I just want to start it off. <laughs> right. Start, start new. Go. I don't blame you. I don't yeah. blame you. It's a you being a first generation into the into the field. It's a you kind of want to pave your own path, right? That's right. You got to kind of pave your path and then just you know, go big or go home. So, so I you, decided to just start from the start from the bottom. That's great. That's yeah. great. Um, now you do you have a clinic in Fremont too? I have a clinic. I, ha- I have a medical building that I currently own in Omaha, and oh, sorry, Fremont. And then I actually just opened a brand new practice in Omaha. Uh, a little bit different than my clinic in Norfolk, but yeah, we recently opened Anthro Medical Center in Omaha. Um, the basis around that is, and I think I'll like to, I'd probably preface this as it's a um, a, a different model of practice that you would no- normally traditionally see. So. Uh, membership driven and so trying to get to see the feel of how um certain patients might want to be in a membership type um practice model to um, not have to use their insurance and so can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah so it comes down to i'd say and i can say this because i am doing it in the traditional setting with nebraska health and wellness where you come in you bring in your insurance card and we'll see you. And then it's kind of like a situation where our staff should be well-equipped enough to know that you're a network, find out all the processes that you are able to be seen by us, and then later pretty much get an IOU from just bringing in that insurance card and then us submitting a claim and then hoping we get reimbursed for that visit. A lot of little factors. And so our accounts receivables could definitely start to creep up, especially with the timeframes and how long it takes to get reimbursed. And as you know, in business, because you know you're a business owner, it's nice to have cash because cash is king. And so when you can use it right away, you know, you want to be able to invest in it since, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I would want to get that money as soon as possible and invest it again. So Anthromedical will kind of be the basis of you come in and instead of showing us insurance card, you just pay us a insurance premium. I guess a membership premium. It's not insurance. And you get to see us. And we will kind of 
practice a different type of medicine. And so I don't know. Do you get when you guys go to your when do you guys go to your doctor? When I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only That's time. About it. I only right. go a couple times a year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not very often, right? So I, I think I've heard something kind of like this. One, I think one of the companies I might have worked for had something with somebody around here in Norfolk that <laughs> it was kind of a membership-driven thing. Yeah. I don't really remember all the details, but it was a small amount. And, you, I mean, you couldn't do big stuff, but you could go get seen to get a prescription for a cold or, a, yep. you know, that type of stuff. And I kind of liked that idea a little bit as opposed to going every time I go to the doctor, I mean, with my deductible, I got to pay a $150 exactly. doctor visit yeah. as opposed to, you know, maybe it's going to cost a little bit less or, you know, that type of thing. But again it in the i look at the medical world the insurance world as a gamble like yeah maybe i'm gonna have a year where i'm sick all right. the time or right. i'm gonna have a year where i'm gonna go once or twice a year right um <clears throat> i think it's definitely um definitely something that we're excited to start i bet is, is there like a obviously there's only so many things you can provide there right for the yeah, so the the way we're going to be structuring it is kind of like if you were a member anywhere. You know, we want you to be, uh, first off, proud of, you know, coming to us as your mm -hmm. provider because we, we'll probably end up bugging you, actually, Zach. So if you came to us and if you weren't in to see me within six months, be like, hey, Zach, where the heck are you? Like, get in here. Let's check your blood work. We'll right. see where you're at. Right. Let's check out your, uh, what do they call it, your biological age right. instead of your chronological age. Do you do stuff age. like that? I want to, yeah. So you could you get need to lot. get into that. You should do something like that here because I would love to. I want to track my health a little better, but it's intense. I don't want to go to the doctor's office every time to do that. Yeah, not in the traditional sense. Yeah, so I listened to Joe Rogan podcast recently, and um, that's good. That's how this one's kind of based off of. Yeah, so. he's like, I don't ever go to my medical doctor for anything. It's like I don't trust him. It's like, oh man. So I hit hard because it's it makes you think like, why wouldn't he want to come to you? But he does other stuff. He does. He gets his. He gets his blood taken a lot. He yep. does the IVs. He, so he's he's doing stuff in the medical field, just maybe not his doctor per se. Yeah, I think the traditional sense of medical practices, you come in and, you know, and I don't, I, I think medicine is a lot like a lot of things, but a lot of places kind of have to go by the book. And I think maybe Joe Rogan and a lot of other influencers are, Showing the world that, you know, outside of just yeah. um, getting prescribed something, there's a way to see if things, how things work. It's kind of like a car. It's exactly like a car. There's something going on, and let's fix that as opposed to giving you something that will maybe mask your yep. symptoms. And then, I don't know. I feel like people are getting, uh, it may not be exactly what they're doing, but it seems like people are trying to avoid gov government overreach as much as they can. They may not know that's what they're doing, right. but I feel like that's, it's, becoming more and more of a thing and people are trying to find other ways that oh, absolutely. And I think the medical industry and I, I know you're in it, maybe you've seen it more than I have, but it seems like it's taken a hit in the last five years. Yeah. No, I, I think you hit it. You know, you said it perfect. I, a lot of it is overreach and what we practice essentially can be very, very highly influenced with, um, your insurance. Yeah. Insurance Sorry, lobbyists. Insurance, insurance lobbyists. Guy. No, it's okay. I, I'm, this is I'm, a different type of insurance. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of health insurance. Yeah. I, I think it's very uh, healthcare marketplace and Obamacare. I, I just, it ruined how things can really work. Yeah. And I mean, we're in 2023, right? And so a lot of people are still really insurance naive. It's crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know about deductibles and out-of-pocket expense. Yeah. Out-of-pocket expense and co-pays and all that yeah. stuff so it's our clinic is constantly educating which is okay 
everybody should have questions and a lot of people we see might be first time, you know, medical goers. And so Anthro Medical will be different. We're excited. We're going to kind of really focus on the mind, the body and the spirit. Not in a sense of like a witch doctor. <laughs> was your, was your well, wife a lot of influence on that? She likes functional medicine. Yeah, yeah she loves it. She took a class. Really? Um, yeah. So it, it's it's so it's called functional medicine, and the basis is yeah finding um, how the body works and yeah. using different methods and techniques to get it get it feeling better, making it work right. Pristine, oil it up, and get it going. Well, so we'll talk a little bit more on that because we're gonna we're gonna discuss COVID here in a little bit. But it, going back to the the clinic you have here in town, you guys have some innovative technology that you use there. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so we have quite a bit of services. Um, I don't know, a lot of people probably probably my fault for being so busy and being better at marketing. But yeah, we do quite a bit at, at our facility. Um, and I think outside of just coming in for a common cold and getting treated for four different things, yeah, we have we have some aesthetic stuff that you can come in and get i think we're more proud of uh different services that we offer for um patients who want to be preventative so a lot of iv infusion therapy we've been going hard on that a lot of people are coming in for um for, for um different sites of cocktails that we infuse um intravenously and then yeah we are really really hoping to um um, do some sort of hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy. Really? Yeah. Cold therapy. Yeah. All those cool things. What about those, um, was it the M- M's? M's Colt and M's yeah. yeah. So we we have a uh, machine actually that can make you look like a model. <laughs> I've seen it when you when you guys did your opening. They're they're decent sized machines. They're, they're intense. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever tried it? No. You should come by and try it. It's a pretty <laughs> it cool. Scares I mean, the hell out of me. That's gonna be a lot of work to make me so, look like a model, but let's go. <laughs> I need yeah. This. So it it's intense. So think of it as a tens machine on steroids. Really? Huh? Yeah. It's pretty. So what it does is it, it's called Sculpt. and there's a act. I think it's more so it has a lot of beautiful marketing around it. And so some really smart marketing guys really got this thing going. But we got a lot of great models and uh, influencers doing it. And so um, what it does is it actually it's it's a giant pad that you put on an area where you want to have some fat reduction. And mm-hmm. have you guys heard of cool sculpting? No. I've heard of it. So cool sculpting kind of helps to essentially break down fat um, by cooling it at a certain temp and then essentially kind of, you know, making you thinner. This actually is its arch nemesis where it uses heat. Um, and so what it does is it heats your um, adipose tissue fat at a certain level to where it causes it to break apart. And in doing so, um, your lymphatic system will, will be responsible for removing it. And so, um, and then at the same time, it's causing your muscle to get contracted. So like a TENS machine. Okay. So would that be like the, the equivalent on the outside of like what thermogenesis idea was on Correct. the in, on the dietitian side of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar gotcha. concept of being able to break down and destroy a fat cell, and then essentially once you get rid of it, you know, essentially as long as you don't go get a cheeseburger, you should be good. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's key. always the that's hard the part. That's right? the hardest the part. nutrition. And I mean like, that beer and that you cheeseburger still have is really to good. exercise <laughs> if you do this. Right. Otherwise, you won't get the best results. But right. no, we've had a great success out of it. Obviously, we're not Miami or California, but there's still a lot of people that want to look good. I mean, we got what two months of nice weather. Yeah, <laughs> we got barely. Taco- barely. 
Takazuka Lake out there. Yeah. yeah, people go out there and look good. Even our summers are windy <laughs> as hell. I know it's yeah. bad. Hang but no, on, hey. on the Elkhorn River. Elkhorn River, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, people, people need to look good. Yeah, hey, it's it's a great machine, but um, it's a hard concept to yeah. get people around in Norfolk area. But I was looking at um, as I was doing a little bit of research on you. You, you have a lot of good reviews. Appreciate it. Your reviews on on your site and everything, just so many good from anywhere from the Hispanic community yep. all the way through. It's it's yeah. good to see. Yeah. Um I think that's my biggest um um and it sounds so cliche, but customer service means everything. You guys have a good culture there. Every, every time I've walked in, I'm always greeted by good. somebody and they're you know, good. Yeah. And they're like, um, You wanna see Jose? I'm like, oh, yeah, kinda. <laughs> they're like, Okay. I always tell him if you see Zach, make sure you come see him. <laughs> not yeah. as a, not as my insurance guy. <laughs> I come in as a patient, right? No, yeah, we um, we really, really value um, humans and relationships. And so when you come to the door, I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you get paid. Not um, just a number, another number. You're yeah, you're somebody. Yeah, and it sounds so cliche, but it's it's true. It's not um, cliche. You can it's, feel it's a, it when you go thing. to certain places. Yeah. 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 No matter what per profession you are, you can tell if you're a number, if mm-hmm. you're yep. a valued customer. Yep. So I will really, really, you know, model my um, businesses around that. I, I want you to feel like you're, you belong. And I think that's what's been so um, great for us. And that's why we're so busy is, you know, our marketing is all word of mouth and um, people referring us um, within themselves, so which is great. But... I read a recent thing that um, if you have a five star review, did you know that people are less likely to come see you if you have, <laughs> if it's perfect? If it's perfect, I, you got to have like that four point seven or four point six. But, I mean, yeah, it was great if it's except like for if, this one thing. If it's five and there's only like six reviews, then I'm like, okay, yeah. that's like just you their get a friends. Skeptical, yeah. a little bit, you yeah. think? But yeah, if I see it's say. like five stars with like a hundred thousand people, I'm like, that's okay, true. that's okay. An yeah. average of four point nine, or you know, something. Yeah. I forgot where I saw that, but it's a thing. It's true. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I. Like I, four, I think four point five is like the yes yeah. where where you want to be. Yep, yep. I can on it. I don't check a lot of reviews. I guess it's just not something I've ever really like got into mm-hmm. growing up. But uh, it's just not my nature. But yeah, it's uh, I can see that. And then going back to your like on your culture thing, it's not it. It's tough to find it from the bottom to the top. Yep. I mean, when you have a culture like that, and it, and enough people are reviewing that saying your culture is that good, that yep. means it's everybody. Yep. And it's hard to find that you know, that entry-level person to yep. take that type of pride. I mean, there's industries that they can be, or companies that they can be taken down by one bad right. clerk or associate or Gosh, something, just I not cry. having a good good yeah. day or not I, caring about their job. Yeah, I cry if I see a bad review. Do you? It ruins, <laughs> ruins my night. You got to let it not bother you. I, I, I think it's because I know I take such good care yeah, of it. Right. So if I see one, it's kind of like I, you almost kind of get let down. Because yeah. you know you'll pro- no matter who you are you'll provide the same service. So it's like, gosh, what really happened? You but feel it's like one of the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say you feel like one is actually like twenty more people it, that it didn't affects say anything. me, and it's yeah. so hard because they teach you every time in life like look at all the positives, which there is, you know, a, quite a bit of them. But it's those negatives that hit you. Everybody hard. does though. Yeah. You always... I couldn't be an influencer because I would probably just read the comments <laughs> and just yeah. be like, dang, people. <laughs> Yeah, people are mean. mean. <laughs> Why are they so mean? The bad thing about the bad reviews is that they probably didn't even approach anybody at the office Correct. about what happened. Correct. They're just like, no, I'm just going to go post this bad review and not yeah. even let them have a chance to fix it. They're going to cancel you. Yeah. Or they, they could have had a bad day and they yeah. 
yeah, they, take it out on you. They were uh, they had a bad day, and yep. that created the situation that they were in with somebody else that was like, "Well, I'm feeling threatened." Right. Um, I can you see got, that. Love cancel too. culture. It's yeah. a it's <laughs> an easy way to yeah. I mean, I think people know that if you give them a bad review, like hey, especially you know us, like he's, it's gonna really hit them, hit them hard, right in the heart. <laughs> but, yep. um, no, I do have a one star on there. Do you really? Oh, I didn't, see, yeah, I didn't yeah. see it. It was during COVID season. <clears throat> Why is that? What, like, what was Apparently it? Apparently, she waited too long. Oh, gosh. But uh, um, I don't know. It's okay. I yeah. I always respond to those bad ones. Like, do you? Hey, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what can we do next time to make your respect? Better. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never, obviously, backlash them or anything. Right. But, yeah. Hopefully, next time we treat her right away. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. So did you, your brother, is Trino older than you? Yep. He's uh, probably a year and some change older. So did, was he in, he, so he's a dentist, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Did he get into his field kind of bef- obviously before mm-hmm. you were? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he mentor, I would say. He, say yeah. yeah. So definitely following the footsteps. And it's like with every successful person, if you're smart enough, you're just going to watch people around you and do the same you thing. Mimic it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so he, yeah. First guy to do high school, first guy to do undergrad, first guy to do, in our family, I guess, um, to do um, any sort of graduate program or um, doctorate program for dental. That's great. Yeah, just followed in his footsteps, did the same sport. So, yeah, I'm proud to say that I followed in my big brother's uh, I footsteps. wondered if he was an influence <laughs> yeah. and oh, helps you kind of get into the, yeah, yeah, that's great. Just makes you yeah, wake up. And I think, luckily, fortunately, early on, I realized that... Life is short. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I had fun growing up. I, you know, did dumb stuff. Yep. And so I think that's what made me a perfect person for this type of a profession because my life experience is very diverse. Yep. So when you say uh, that you chose a, a career path mm-hmm. that was, that would make money, that was successful, mm-hmm. that had the stature of being successful. Right. Um, did you, going through uh, studying and through school and everything, did you ever second doubt that or oh, yeah. guess that, like, maybe this is not for me, I don't want right. to do this? It's, I think it's called imposter syndrome. I had it for a long time. I still have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's legit. Um, yeah, even now, every once in a while, I get like, like man... Am I really here? Yeah. Am I, Should I be doing this? <laughs> yeah. Am I in the right field? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just pinch myself. That's what took me so long to even start this podcast. Yeah. Like, can I really do it? Is this something oh, I can really great. do? I listen to you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Appreciate it. As soon as you told me, I'm like, I can. I'm, I'm going to support this guy. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but no, definitely still get imposter syndrome. Still, definitely still. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to go away either. I don't either. think so. Yeah. Because no. you're, you're a very humble person. I try to be. Um, I think, yeah. I I hope I get perceived as that. But sometimes, you know, when you're in the type of um, line of work that I'm in, you it's hard to have for people to see confidence versus arrogance versus... Every doctor oh, I can off see that. ego. Yeah. And the they sh- as well, they should. You kind of have to have a little bit of it. Yep. But it's not definitely not um, um, narcissism. No, I won't go see a doctor that doesn't have an ego. Yeah, I won't. You have to. You yeah. just have to have a little bit of bedside manner. Right. They yes. call bedside manner. Yep. I mean, it is a real thing. You have to have confidence. Yep. And Which, a lot of people perceive it as a negative thing. But no, I, I think I can. Um, there's a time and place for certain um, ways you act and um, perceive yourself. 
But I, you know, you can tell you you put a lot into everything that you do. Yeah, I could even tell when you were when you were renovating the building down mm-hmm. here on Virgis mm-hmm. uh, for your Airbnb. The the work you put into your clinic. Yep. Um, you really care about what you're doing. Yeah, I really care about my um, my um, what people perceive me. You know. Yeah. My five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a well. A lot, as long as there's only one one star, we'll be right. all right. Yeah. We can we okay. can survive that. Yeah. Yes, there's a Netflix show on that. Um, I think it's called Black uh, Mirror. Oh, Black oh, Mirror! Yeah. It's a great show. It? I like it. So I love that show. There's one on. There's a. I think a s- episodes on reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, you ever seen that? I haven't one? seen. Well, that it's one. it's like how they do it. In, uh, social credit score. Mm-hmm. It's a credit China. score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's a uh, it's. Um, Open and so you can either push the down arrow or up arrow. Yep. I feel like we need to get some of that going. Like here. one, one, uh, <laughs> one bad coffee and this lady oh, gets yeah. like, bloop, bloop, bloop. yeah. Like, oh, man. Uh, I, ooh, I don't know about a social credit card. <laughs> let's let's pump the brakes just a, just a bit. That's funny. Here. You yeah. can't put. I mean, the problem you worry about is the people making the reviews. We can't trust it. We we know not everybody is worthy to make the right review. But it would be nice to know if you're approaching somebody and then like I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, bother me. No, there's uh, yeah. I think it's a certain type of person who does reviews. You have to have a certain personality type. I don't do a whole lot of reviews. I, I only do good ones. If I do one, I, it's usually good. I don't usually do bad reviews. I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I can honestly say the only review I make is at the self checkout at Walmart. Every single time <laughs> I do one star, I it was not a good experience because yeah. I'm in Walmart. So yeah. Yeah. I don't go one there anymore. Star I, don't every time. I don't either. I don't do that anymore. No. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot more uh, actual checkout with people at the cash register now. That's good. Um, do they really? Yeah, I saw an article not that long ago that Walmart's going away from it. Uh, Costco's going away from self checkout. There's a bunch of companies getting rid of the self checkout. I will say I do it's like a bad move. Sam's Club where you can. Uh, scan as you go and then just leave like i like that like the, cool. the amazon stores do that yeah, too yeah i heard you have to be careful though you do you got to yep. watch what you're doing i've heard that there's a threshold and so walmart will let you check out and if you forget to because there's facial recognition have you guys heard that uh-uh. so apparently walmart and certain um big box stores will have a really robust facial recognition system and apparently is if you happen to forget to, you know, a lot of people are innocent and will accidentally forget to scan something. Right. And what Walmart will do is won't tell you. No one will stop you at the door like, hey, you didn't scan that piece of banana. But then next time you come, if it happens, it just starts adding up until you get to a certain. To get to that $1,000, $10,000 yeah, limit. And boom, and then the cops are at your door. Theft. Wow. Yeah. And then you get you get this huge, um, you know. You get I've sued. never heard that. That's crazy. It's not surprising, sure. but yeah, I Pretty can see sure. that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, to bring back the Walmart lady, <laughs> no, she the needs greeter. to come back. Yeah, the, yeah, no, the cashier. Oh yeah, the cashier. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, is there anything more you want to go into at the clinic at all? Yeah, so we are um, in the process of growth. A uh, new addition is X-ray imaging. It's been a huge new addition to our practice, um, and so that's going to be something where we'll be able to do imaging in house. Currently talking to a ultrasound technician and x-ray technician to also do something. Um, biggest thing is compliance. So whenever you have a facility that's not in a big hospital is you have to coordinate services and hope that they go. And I think there's a statistic that less than, I don't know, something really low, probably like 25% of people actually go and do the stuff that they actually, um, you know, set you up to do. 
And so if we do everything in-house, we know it's done, and we know it'll get done, and um, it you know, helps us help them a lot quicker. So we'll do our own, we do our own labs. Um, we do our own imaging now. Um, have um, massage therapy with um, machines. Um, and then IV therapy. And then, yeah, traditional medicine. So if you're sick, if you have diabetes. Um, and then their machines, M-Sculpt, M-Cella. Um, do you still have, um, I think you're bringing in another team on the side in there. Is it you still have them yeah. there? Yeah, so um, I built that building. I built it out because it was kind of, um, it actually got, I think, flooded. And so great opportunity to acquire it. And I actually got a um, vascular surgeon out of Dakota Dunes to come out here. And um, he's seeing patients. That's great. Out of it. Yeah, it's great. Um, so if you have any vascular problems, hit them up. Cool so you, guy. you guys are doing a lot there. Yeah. So you're you, you going to have to, are you going to expand at that location? I honestly think we're ready. We're ready for it. Yeah. And you're, yeah. okay. There's a lot of space too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you got a lot of land. Yeah. So I, I think at any minute, you know, we very well could and do well. That's um, great. Just got to make sure I do it correctly and strategically. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of practices in Norfolk. And so, got to make sure it makes sense, crunch the numbers, and um, probably go forward with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say a whole lot, but I, I think there is a lot of practices, but there's only a few that me personally I would trust to go to. You're yeah. one of them. Appreciate it. I haven't been there yet, but you I, should come I try will. Us out. I will. We'll be different. Yeah, I'm learning every day. Is that weird? You have to. I still learn every day in my profession. Yeah, if you go to a doctor who will not doesn't learn, or a PA <laughs> or a nurse practitioner who will tell you that there's only one way run right well in all honesty that's not even just in the medical field i Everywhere. mean my job i learn be humble. every single yep. day <laughs> be humble and be open that's i think what makes us also maybe successful is i'll tell you i don't know like right. you come to me like yeah. hey jose i got this like, i don't know that's how i do that too. <laughs> i know a good guy that does but you'll go find the answer yeah. I'll, I'll find the answer i like you. that too I, yeah. I do the same thing i don't yeah. want to be the guy that sounds like he knows everything because oh, no it's dangerous yeah yeah you'll let a lot of people down um because you know even things that look the same are not. And so being humble, knowing the right, you know, knowing how to say I don't know is I think a value, valuable thing as a medical professional. I think you should trust trust that person a lot more yep. than someone who just tells you, which there's a lot of confident, smart people, but very few. Right. Um, <clears throat> I like the word balance a lot. I'm going to use it a lot in the podcast. <laughs> how do you balance you're a busy guy. How do you balance the wife? You got uh, one child? Oh, gosh. Three right? now. Three? Three? Zach, yeah. three geez. Well, Look at we, me being wrong. It's not your fault. Um, I think it's been within two years we've had those three kids. Wow. So, yeah. I think they call them Irish twins. Oh, really? It's yeah. hard for me to uh, keep up with everybody. But, three kids uh, in two years? No, like three years. Oh, three years. They're called Irish twins. Yeah. Called, how or wife. Yeah, right after. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. That's good. So, how do, how do you balance that with, with having the family and... Your wife works in the in the clinic too, right? Yep, yep. She sees patients on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I probably have to give her the credit. You know, she lets me spread my wings and just let me do um, what I need to do. She she trusts, holds down the fort. She holds down the fort. I have spent a weekend with those animals. <laughs> it's tough. Bless her soul. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, kids are kids are tough. Oh man. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. But uh, no, wife definitely have to give her a huge. Huge, a uh, lot of credit. Um, and then I think it's all, a lot of it's scared, being scared of failing. 
and and also your uh, personality type, and then also um, what would it be? Um, yeah, just perseverance. Yeah, yeah. I just want to kind of go for the whole entire enchilada, but uh, I would say if it wasn't for uh, the wife, definitely would have to pump the brakes a lot. So. I'm the same way. I, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. I wouldn't be able to do half of right. what I do without. Her, yeah, she's at, she's at home with the kids right now. I'm over here, <laughs> over here having fun, out, having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's um, I still haven't learned how to uh, have a well balanced life. It's hard. It's ever changing. Yeah, it's it's sometimes you have to just sit back and be like, ah, oh, I need to take uh-huh. a second to. Uh-huh. It's hard. Reset. Yeah, and I yeah, you learn every day. I think everybody's version of balanced is different too. Yeah, you get snippets of kind of some revelations. I think it's easier for me because I see a lot of patients die. And then it makes you kind of like, whoa, this guy, I saw him last year. He was healthy as an ox. Now he's dead. That is one thing that we're, you and I have in common with me being in the insurance industry is yeah, that absolutely. dealing with life sure. insurance and always having to do the mm-hmm. um, last benefits. And it's like, man, I'm, I'm having to have a lot more conversations about yep. death than mm-hmm. I ever have in my life. Yeah, that helps me keep me in check, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You see that, your own mortality? I do. Sometimes, yeah, just makes you value life a lot better. Yeah. But even then, yeah, I let days go by or weeks and I don't get checked. But I try to reality check myself a lot um, just because I think it's important to realize that any moments notice, you know. I'm sure your wife gives you reality checks too. Oh, yeah. I know mine does. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, but um, it's definitely a learning thing. Yeah. Just kind of, especially with being in a new community, you know, Norfolk. I'm from Fremont. How long have you been in Norfolk? How long? Five years. Yeah, I didn't even know about Norfolk. And the only time I really knew about uh, you guys in Norfolk is uh, cross country. Yeah. And wrestling. Good wrestling program here. What? So what? I don't even know if if you and I have talked about this. What brought you to Norfolk? Yeah. So um, going to school, you get stuck into different um, communities. I shouldn't say stuck. You get put, placed. Yeah. And one of them was actually here at the Faith Regional Hospital. Um, Actually got uh, placed with Dr. Rains, who is a cardiothoracic surgeon here. And it's an awesome, awesome experience doing open heart surgery in Norfolk, Nebraska. Like it's intense. Do you guys know that we do open heart surgery here? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, don't, I shouldn't say, but I had a family member just just got it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like legit big institution type of stuff here. And you hear at their faith regional commercials, but yeah, it's legit. They go, you know, triple bypasses, quadruple bypasses. So. Uh, Dr. Rains was a very intelligent man um, who was an attorney and then turned uh, surgeon. And um, I was uh, privileged. Attorney turned surgeon, huh? Yeah. It's pretty common. That's wild. It's really common, actually. Really? Yeah. You gotta, um, they got to wash their sins. That's right. <laughs> it's a great combination. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great combination. But uh, privileged to do some procedure with him, uh, some rotation with him. And then uh, there was a guy named Dr. Moreno, vascular guy, Hispanic, Colombian. Uh, who needed a first assist and a provider with him, and so um, recruited me. Um, money was good, so fresh that's out that's of school. A good thing, right? Fresh out of school, you see those dollar signs. It's like <laughs> right. holy smokes! So we're, I guess we're living in Norfolk. Oh that's my it. gosh! I'm like, I guess I can do it for a year. <laughs> right? How long do I have to be here? <laughs> my commitment is two years. I think I can do this. At least you got here when the when the growth was kind of starting. You know, downtown's getting getting revitalized. Oh, yeah. and no, I realized it really quick that Norfolk is. Um, 
I think Josh has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, but definitely very um it's getting getting more progressive and more um I think yeah, it, it's um attractive I think to a younger person. Yep. Um definitely not Omaha because I love Omaha. Um but yeah, uh, now having skin in the game with different avenues and, and business, it definitely makes it more fun. You don't have here. just skin. I think you dug in uh, under the <sighs> surface a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to. I, have, I get a lot of FOMO. So <laughs> when downtown like started like booming, I'm like, I'm like, I did so many cold calling. Like, sell me your building. <laughs> Come on, I need to get in there. Oh, that's great. Until I found the Max building. I'm right. Like, yes. Finally. Yeah. And but no, uh, it's been great. We, um. Yeah, Norfolk's grown on us, so yeah, we'll be here good. for a while. Yeah, um, I know this is not something that a lot of people like to talk about, but I want to get a little bit since you are in the medical field, mm-hmm. a little bit into COVID, mm-hmm. how you felt that it went, and and just your thoughts on on the whole thing. Yeah, COVID was great um, for business. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say that in a very uh, respectful manner, right? Uh, I wear multiple hats, but right. um, it sucked for a lot of um, patients, obviously, um, medically. But, yeah, I got right into it. So I actually opened my practice, and the peak of my uh, initial um, practice was COVID. So that kind of put me on the map. I opened the doors to any and all patients who had symptoms that were related to COVID. And so um, it really helped me um in the sense in the business aspect because that really got my name out yep uh but um seriously speaking uh yeah it hurt a lot of my patients um and then um but um yeah we all what were your thoughts on did you do much with the vaccine and what were your thoughts on that yeah so i got kind of put in a interesting position um so a little background, you know, being Hispanic, you know, I I have a lot of patients who will work in blue-collar jobs, and one of them being Tyson. Um, it, it, was a, it was a tough situation um, with vaccination, and um, they actually made it mandatory. And so you either got the, the jab or you, or you got the boot. And so I don't know how I feel about it. Still don't. I, I, I don't. I feel very against the mandate part of it. Yeah. And and companies going on that side of it and kicking yes. people out. I was I was against it from the beginning. Right. Uh, I'll be blunt. And I told some of the people my hire my bosses. I said, and and then I work for Norfolk Iron Metal, and mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't mandate it, and they kind of said they weren't going to. But I made it very well known that I I'd be walking out the door if you were going to mandate right. me to get it. Um, whether it was good or not, it's just I don't want to be mandated in something like that. And I believe everybody should have their own, and I still believe that you need to have your own choice on if yes. you want to do it or not. <clears throat> Beautiful put. And I get, you know, I didn't feel it was necessary for myself. Mm-hmm. Just as Vance didn't feel it was necessary for him, but I did see where it could have benefited the certain some people, elderly people, right? Which is fine, but yeah, right. the, man, the mandates. Kind I of agree. Just, I think that is perfectly said. Um. You shouldn't, you know, you should have a choice. You should be able to consult your medical provider and say, hey, do you think this is right for me? Now looking back, um, it was scary. You know, social media, the media in general perceived it and made it seem 
very, very inflated scary. the numbers oh and gosh. made it made it absolutely insane. Yeah, so I don't blame the people who got it. <laughs> now looking back, they definitely have you know, and I'm I'm living in it still every day. I got a lot of people who just are, you know, almost feel deceived by their employer. Yep. Like, man, why'd you make me do this? Right. Because then, guess what happened at the end? They didn't need it. The mandate got lifted. Yeah. yeah. And so people got their jobs back. Yep. Got their jobs back, and, you know, the military mandated oh, it. And I've, I've got a few friends that were forced to get it, even though they're just in the Guard, but they yeah. had to get it to keep their <laughs> yep. position. I know yeah. some that were in the Guard, and, I mean, they, they pushed through and didn't get it. And, yeah. I mean, they... I mean, they fought it till the end. They weren't going to, it was going to be, we're gone or not. Yeah. I think you should, I guess, do your research, know what you're getting, and then make a really highly educated decision with you personally and your provider and decide if it's for you. I love your take on that. Yeah. Mandating it definitely doesn't let you, kind of puts you in a position where, gosh, you know, a lot of these people, you know, need their jobs. Gosh, nurses, professionals, doctors. A lot of people lost their jobs from not getting yeah. vaccines in big cities, and and it's unfortunate. But um, I applaud them for standing for their, you know, yeah. um, their voice. And um, yeah, hey, if I got put in that position, yeah, it'd be be tough. So I applaud you for yeah. standing up and saying, "Hey, like my body." Well, to me, it wasn't. I mean, obviously, I'm not a medical professional, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. But I I know numbers. It's easy for me to look at numbers mm-hmm. and look at statistics and. Well, my percentage of at my age, my right. what health I'm in, my percentage of death is this. Right. I still have a percentage of long-term effects from an unproven vaccine that we right. don't. Even that percentage, we don't know if that's what it is come 20 years, 20 years down the road. Yeah. You know, 15, 20 years. It's just, to me, it was a no-brainer for my personal opinion, right. for my, my situation. Um, And that's kind of where I was on it. It just was tough for me. And uh, what, what do you think... Do you think it has done, which I've seen some numbers mm-hmm. on uh, childhood vaccinations oh, yeah. and percentages, uh, do you think it has overall done more damage to the vaccinations and people's trust in the vaccination industry and everything like that? Yeah, no. Um, I think it's very, very common now to see a uh, new functional doctor come up and more... Um, medical conscious people i think it's really woken up a lot of people um i think it you know hindsight 2020 but um definitely has helped people realize that you can do your own research do your own homework really look into it don't, don't just, believe the first thing you see oh, don't <laughs> read don't like go to facebook four or five different things no, don't go to facebook don't just research it um so yeah to your point um definitely has been for me a quite a bit of it's a, I get put in a tough situation because luckily I have a little bit more wings than a lot of people would. And I mean that by saying that I'm an independent practitioner. So gotcha. I don't have a, a, a super influence okay. above me saying, well, which hey, is good. Yeah. I think most, I think most practices should be that way. Yeah. You should be able to give your own opinion, not influenced by Correct. other things, which it's crazy that that's even a thing. Yeah. Which in the middle of COVID, they took that away from right. prof- medical professionals. And I think it did a more disservice to... Yeah, CDC, the yeah. WHO, like, letting yeah. them take the handle So we just of, let China oh, take care of our medical advice. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> setting up protocols and yeah. following them. Because I also know your thoughts on masks, too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Let's go get ahead. into that. Go let's ahead. Get let's into get into that, into that one. <sighs> I think what did it for me was <laughs> when I went on vacation during COVID and they tried making my two-year-old wear a mask. Oh, 
I would and probably the lose lady it. was the, the. She was so upset that my two year old couldn't keep a mask. That kind of. I think there's a lot of research on the type of masks that were supposedly recommended on airlines and other areas, and I mean, their effectiveness yeah. is close to nothing, almost yeah. probably even harming. And well, over eighty percent of the yeah. population was wearing cloth masks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that. Uh, and that that information's been out for years, and people just yeah, at, I framed, at minimum a year and a half, and yeah. people aren't looking at it. But nobody's the mainstream media won't push it because no. they're not going to prove yeah, that. They're not going to say we were wrong. Oh, no, no, we were right. Heck, you just no. weren't holding it no. right. You no. weren't using it right. And how many cases of wasn't there like bacteria that could get back into your lungs? Oh, absolutely, and cause? absolutely. I think it's very unhygienic. Um, I framed my mask. I created Nebraska Health and Wellness mask. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah, because we had to wear them. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would go crazy going into health or faith regional health when, and even afterwards, I was like, I, I will admit, I will admit, you should. I did a interview on, um, um, on Telemundo, and um, did you really? I did. That's great. Um, when COVID hit, and you should have seen me. You wouldn't even be able to tell it was me. Really? No. Wearing a mask. I was wearing a full body shield. Oh my god. (laughs) I saw COVID number one no fork, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. I saw the first. I will say that I probably, I think I was the first provider to see co- the first COVID patient. I'm no pretty fork. sure. When was that? That was in, I think, April, April, May of 2019. So I, I have no, it's all anecdotal, but. I believe it was here before the first of the year. I and I it. believe oh, I had it. I believe I had it in November. Sure. I, I mean, I had Based something. On your symptoms. Oh, it was. Yeah. I, I was the sickest I'd ever been coming into 2020. That. Yeah. There's a. So the, it's funny you say that. So employers and employees actually took a big advantage and they took advantage of that. The sick, t- sick oh, days. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'll say. Um, I never got tested. I was never going to get uh-huh. tested. Uh, I, it was one of those things. Like if I don't know, I got it. I don't have it. <laughs> so right. uh, at the time, me, I live with my brother, and uh, his girlfriend at the time actually got. She got tested and had sure. it. All three of us were sick with stuff at the same. I still went to work. I'm, sure. I just I'll stay away from people. Yeah. But we're all with, my age. Yeah. We're not gonna die. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's uh, uh. And I didn't. I just was that guy. And yep. yeah, maybe it's bad, but. No. Nobody died from it. So. I think it's called herd immunity. You want to have it. Yeah. Just get it naturally. Right. It's kind of the way we've gone about it until this specific pandemic. Is that what they call it back in the day? Survival of the fittest? Yep. So <laughs> why why do you think people, like, why was the government so scared? Why, like, any ideas? Like, why they were so, so pushed? so conspiracy. I know. I what, know. What are your thoughts? Do you think it could be could have been blinding to other stuff going on? Probably. That's what I think. But. Yeah. So definitely a distraction. That's what I think. Um, do, do you think it was in a lab? Do you think it was created in a lab? Do you think it, that that was a real thing? I think yeah, based on what I've, I've researched, and it was very monetizing. So a lot of people had a lot of oh, just very. Oh yeah, I mean just very. Oh gosh, monetizing <laughs> to those, you know, I mean even down to the vaccines, down to the masks. Like if you really do your research on who had their hands on um, medical equipment and. I mean, it was the big top guys. So a lot of it, it, they, you know, an agenda or monetizing it or probably a mixture of all that. Well, 2020 was the largest transfer of wealth ever in the history of the United States. Exactly. 
I mean, if that tells you anything, that didn't just happen for you. Yeah. yeah, it didn't. It didn't happen by accident. Yeah. So definitely, um, yeah. It, you know, it's, and this is. I I feel like I feel comfortable saying this, but I think I only had two patients die from it, and I saw thousands of COVID. older. Yeah, like really old yeah. cancer, high blood pressure, already had obese. So they had some of the comorbidity. They would have died with flu. Right, you guaranteed. Didn't, you right. didn't have a car accident victim die of COVID. I've had that. <laughs> there was one situation where a patient ended up getting injured, and um, the first diagnosis was COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> so was was there really kickback to some places that were getting like hospitals getting kickback for saying it was COVID? Was that a real thing? So they whether you um, can answer ins- it or not, insurance but. made it. Um, very easy to get reimbursed if it was COVID. I'd say that. Wow. They just push the money through as opposed to. I don't know. It, it could up. have been. It's, I mean, <clears throat> I don't see what monetary gain they would get from it. Other than that, if you came in and I diagnosed you with COVID. Maybe from the government, the insurance companies, maybe were getting a, a press to pay more COVID stuff out. Keep it hush hush. Like, yeah. hey, don't yeah. make a big fuss. Yeah, like, so you, let they, these they patients pay you do and, the, it. and the government pays could the insurance be. company. Could be. But um, it, it was a wild ride. Wild ride. It but sounds like it. It was kinda, one of the craziest points of my life, and it it opened my eyes up to a world of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was already kind of along that path, but I mean, just made me even worse. <laughs> and I and I like your thoughts on you're not just all pharmaceutical based, right? You know, you're talking about the functional medicine. Yeah, I think that's helped me a lot. COVID. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen that um, progression of an ape to a uh, like human? Yeah, like yeah. The, the the graphic. Yeah. yeah. So. I think I'm going to try to find pictures of me from COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. Like full body suit yeah. to just wearing like a head shield to go into a mask. Just like progressively going. <laughs> That's great. Now I see COVIDs without masks. If right. that tells you anything. Yeah. Like oh, I get COVIDs today. Still? Oh, yeah. So th- that's another thing that I'm on. Uh, and I kind of tell people, especially people our age, w- what is the benefit of going and even why are you going and getting yourself tested on that? I mean, at this point we kind of know how to deal with it. Just, I hate to say it, but for me, um, and I say this because just because of the type of person it's, um, employers are scared of it. Employers are still scared of it is what you're saying? I think so. So if a patient comes in and they get COVID-19, there's still a protocol and it helps with, um, absentees excuse them okay i think okay they don't look bad they don't have any severe severe symptoms to where i'm like man go to the hospital right um and so we yeah, we take a different approach to patients who if you come in and say jose i think i have covid like okay zach what are you feeling and then maybe i'll you know convince you not to get tested or if you really wanted to, you know, fiddle. I like that approach, yeah. actually. Like, I just don't understand, especially now. Why. It's really easy to provide her. It's a scapegoat thing, too. Is it? I think so, yeah. If just, you came in and a lot of people's minds wouldn't be at rest, but if you just got told the diagnosis, like, oh, man, I'm COVID. I'm staying home. I'm not going to do anything. Hey, I can't go to work. I don't know. What? So what? this is going to be a little off topic, but talking about how providers do things. When you see somebody mm-hmm. and they come in for... I don't know, let's say a, a hurt wrist. Right. And they want to talk about something else. Do you tell them to make another appointment or do I you? I don't. I don't. 
I like that. Yeah. I love that, actually. Yeah, so there's people that come in for 15. We call them chief complaints. So what's your what's your philosophy on that? Why, why do you do it that way? Um, I respect a lot of their schedules. Time? You respect yeah, their time? their time. As, we, as, as, the, as the patient would respect yours? Correct. Or try to, I guess. If they're, yeah. if they're bringing in 15 things, that's a maybe not a respect of your time. But My employees still don't get it um, a lot of times. I've been trying to teach them, but if someone's offloading that much, um, those many symptoms and complaints, listen to them. And the it's just, it's beautiful because, yeah, it's the first visit's tough, but then the second it just the the relationship builds and then you just see less and then less things kind of um get complained about i will say you're one of the few that do it that way yeah yeah i have uh colleagues. and that makes me respect you more yeah i have colleagues who are like they'll have it posted like two two things at a time that's it you're not seeing me any more time sometimes what? i have to i'm a human i have to bite my tongue yeah and i'm about to walk out the door and be like oh jose so uh Right. Can you look at this? I was like, "Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, let's let's take a look at it." What, so <laughs> what's what's the reasoning behind them doing that? Only doing one diagnosis or two or time, 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 and more doctors' visits and more doctors' visits. So more just, money. Yeah, just more turnaround. Yeah, I love it because it's business. <clears throat> unfortunately, it, it's yeah. You know, it's for me. It's building relationships, learning, and it tells you a lot. If something, you know, it could be the last puzzle piece of the puzzle. Right. Yeah. To tell your diagnosis, so just hear them out. Yep. I think it's a good thing if people unload on you because that it makes me feel good because I know they trust me. Right. Like if I came in, I'm like, man, I'm just gonna tell this guy I'm here for a cough. That's it. But when it starts, like it's just it's a progressive thing with me. Like a patient will come in, and then you start you see their faces and their the way they kind of come in, and then it just starts. They just feel more comfortable. That's what I want you to feel like when you come to see me, like a human. So, like, usually when you talk about the unloading thing, like, when I go to a doctor, I mean, I got to be, it, it's the third or fourth mm-hmm. day of me right. miserable Feeling on bad. something, yep. something's a problem. And so, yeah, I've done that where I've gone and they'd be, this is my only symptom. And then right. they say, well, is this going on? Well, actually, yeah, that started the other day. It's no longer that way. Or, but, and it seems like that kind of helps get to that final deal or whatever. Yeah. But Something new I've tried, which um, has been amazing for me is... I'll ask you other questions. I want to ask you. I want to get you. And it's so funny seeing their faces. Like, you, Zach, you come in for a cough. Like, hey, Zach, how you sleeping? Right. And it's crazy. Like, what? What are you talking about? You're asking me? I'm like, yeah, man. What, how, are you sleeping good? It could affect it, though. Oh, my gosh. Like, no, actually, no, I haven't been able to sleep at all. It's like, oh, really? Why? And then, and then, hey, Zach, you know, how's your mood? How's your mood? How's your mental health? And then it's crazy. It's just like how much you, you don't learn get that from very a often no. from a doctor. No, I learned. I I will admit I was you know I'm still learning and starting learning that type of um, that medicine, which is treating the patient. And so it's it's amazing seeing their faces. Like, what you care? It's like yeah. <laughs> like how are you sleeping? But isn't how? that sad though that maybe they didn't have that before? How much water are you drinking in a day? It's like what? Not right. enough. What is there in a beer? Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a patient today. She's like, I drink a lot of Pepsi. Like, well, I guess yeah, that's how you know you have to have water and Pepsi. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just go walk. You can have a Pepsi. Just go walk. Right. <laughs> but no, it's 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 exciting every day. I learn everything, every, new stuff every day, and I just you know, like I said, reality checks and showing people come to you and are asking for help, and so. 
it's 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 exciting. Yeah. Was did you see a difference in um, ethnic backgrounds with COVID? Like was it was some of your Hispanic clients more affected than some of your other clients? Or yeah, I think um, you kind of have to um, look into that as far as um, how different illnesses can affect different um, ethnicities and groups. I think it goes down to um, now looking back dietary um, health and then um, their job their profession I mean imagine working 10 hour gruesome hours on a line in a cold frigid area versus an office right right like that has an impact on your health huge impact oh a lot I know a lot of it was what I had heard some of it came down to pigment of skin too the vitamin D oh yeah vitamin D is crucial um, I don't do a workup without checking your vitamin D. I will. No matter what? No matter what. Just because such a, I mean, did you know it was the only vitamin that our body creates? Yep. And so, you know, look into that. Be interested. Yep. I take vitamin D every day. Good. Do you K- take it with K2? Yep. K2, B3, right? The, 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 is it B3? Perfect. Yep. yep. Awesome. Good for you. Um, I go through spurts of vitamins. <laughs> I just, right, come get I have IV, a, a hard IV time. Just remembering to take yeah, them. Yeah, compliance day. It's is like, tough. I just, I can't do it. I, I hate taking pills. I yeah. can't stand taking pills. Just get some sun bathing, bathing. Yeah, there you go. So well, I, I, when I, I'm out of Florida. I'm on a farm, week. <laughs> so my summertime, I get plenty of right. uh, sure. sun. Sun is, I get plenty of sun through the summer. But yeah, there's a lot. Obviously, of the winter and it winter affects my mood. Sure, because I can tell if I'm out in the sun, I'm happy. I like the sun. All summer, I'm in a much better mental it's amazing health. Amazing how much yeah. of an impact than winter. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, there's some science behind that for sure. So I do the vitamin D, the K2 with the B3. I do zinc mm-hmm. and um, vitamin C. Those are kind of the, the cocktail great. that I yeah go with. You know what's even better? What? Getting in your diet. Right, and then, so what do you feel? No, I just do that because I, I don't eat too many meals in a day to, in a day's time. Sure. During the day, if I eat something. Um, like for lunch, sure. Bre- breakfast is usually fine. But if I eat lunch, I get so tired sure. through the afternoon. So, like, wh- what do you recommend as far as like in your diet to get those? Yeah, there's there's a science behind that. So, um, like, if you really go down the rabbit hole, um, well, let's car- go. Carbohydrates and different foods like that um, can cause what's called glycemic index spikes, and what you have to realize is when you eat those types of foods, it, it'll make your blood sugar get driven really high. And if you see that turpin person who um, eats that way, um, you, a lot of times you can see that they have a little bit of insulin um, um, sensitivity issues. And so imagine spiking your blood sugar and then... Then you the, get that crash. You get like that crash. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yep. So... Um, I'm going to be trying a new thing called 30-30-30. And so, I think I've heard of that. What's yeah. can you explain? So that? yeah, so you wake up first thirty minutes. You wake up, you uh, eat thirty grams of protein, and then you uh, exercise for thirty minutes. And that's supposed to help with that glycemic index spike because most people who will wake up will go go eat a granola bar or uh, oatmeal or. I try to only do protein during the day. If I ever eat any carbs, it's usually at night, and it's usually like a. You should see less um, less um, crashes. Though. I do. I do definitely. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's also probably not good to not eat, right? 
I don't know. There's a lot of research that says it's good. Really? Yeah. I, only, I usually only eat, like, during the week, it's only one meal a day. Yeah, I think. And then um, it's usually at night. I mean, if you go really far back to when we first um, were humans, I think that's all we did. Really, sometimes not even eat once a day. We had to go find it. You had to go hunt for it. What's the, that's the. Uh, Caveman diet? No, what's the term? Um, <laughs> Intermittent fasting. Yeah, there's a term that you get into once you get to a certain point, it became it becomes a ketosis. 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 Right? Yeah, keto. You get, yeah. you get into ketosis. There's a lot of science behind that, and so every person is producing cancer cells. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yep. And so the whole basis is if you um, sugars and those things can be very distracting to the body, and if you eat it, um, it kind of gives the um, I would say the ugly stepchild's, um, which is the cancer cell, <laughs> yeah, opportunity. And so they say if you fast, your body does a miraculous thing and it like destroys destroys it. them. Yeah, it's I crazy. There's a I think if you go set if you do a seven day fast, sometime in your life at least once a year. I don't know how many years your life expectancy improves. It's crazy. I've only done I've only been able to make it three days. I've done five. Have you? It was horrible. You just did what? Is it water, black coffee? I did water and black coffee. I think I could do like a day. I would get <laughs> maybe two. <clears throat> it's, wife, a, it's a mind spiritual. It's a journey. Yeah. My wife didn't like it because I got pretty irritable. Yeah. By the which what does that that tell you? I know. I know. Like sugar is. I know. Cocaine. I try to stay away sugar from sugar. I, I really so in the last like years, well since COVID and I had already kind of done it, but I've really changed my diet. You know, mm-hmm. try not to eat out too much. I try not to eat too many um, carbs. If I do, it's brown rice or awesome. You know. Right, a um, lot of protein. Yeah, but every once in a while, you know, I, I don't drink soda very often, but I'll have right. one every now and then. Sure, um, which I think is acceptable. Yeah, yeah, we're all but, I, but I can tell it. It affects it affects me instantly. Oh, yeah. yeah, you should do five day fast. You should do one. You think so? Yeah, it's very uh, rewarding. What should I do when I when I have the cravings then? Um, man up. Yeah. I did man up. You said you couldn't make it a day. I made it, oh, I know, I made I it at least two. I, could go I can't two. even make it past breakfast. <laughs> I woke up. No, I can't do it. I'm done. I got a headache. I'm done. The coffee helps. I, the, when I was doing it, it, the coffee helped a lot. I can't do coffee. It's just hard. Like when, you're, when you're sitting at home, though, it's, it, I could probably do it now that we've got the podcast going on. I could keep myself busy. It's when I would sit down and do something. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I could just snack on something. Oh, or yeah. I could, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I take, a, take a different approach to it, I think. Yeah, it's it's a mental thing. You're probably so busy you forget to eat, I though. forget to eat. Yeah. I won't eat. That's the thing that makes it horrible <clears throat> is, yeah, I, I probably get huge glycemic index spikes because what's the first thing I'll do in the morning? Huge cup of coffee with sugar and milk. and Creamer and all everything in there. Yeah, and so, but my, um, I just push through it, which yeah. is... You know, but no, I, I definitely am going to, I've been encouraging a lot of um, the 30, 30, 30 method and cold plunging to my patients. I've almost, I, I was going to buy a cold plunge. I bought one. I created, did you? Yeah. Which one did you get? The cold plunge, the legit. Oh, the, the legit one? The legit one. Yeah, I I and you, have you started using it? Um, I have to be ready mentally for it. It's, I try to do myself. Well, 34? What's that? Does it get down to about 34 degrees? Yeah, it gets down cold. But the the statistics and the research is no matter 50 degrees is the key number. Okay. Anything below that, you're not having any you're more benefit. More. You're okay. not gaining anything. Okay. Get, except for 
maybe like you know bragging rights. Right. Yeah. What, what were you gonna say? I, I would just try to like I've never been in a cold plunge, but I try to do like. Uh, like I go to the Y and work out sure. or whatever, and I try to take a cold shower. And yeah. man, I mean, you feel good initially. You get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can feel the like the oxygen. Yeah, stuff happens and everything. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels good, but then it's like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> stuff is like it's just it's good. Too stuff much. is happening in your body when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. I did see. A, <laughs> it's a pretty dark meme, but I saw uh, if the passengers on the Titanic could only hurt Wim Hof, <laughs> they would all survive. <laughs> oh, that Wim Hof guy is crazy, but he's he's a legend. He's, n- he's nuts. He's um, legend, but. Yeah. It's crazy that, I mean, obviously the human body can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of yeah. stuff that we don't know the human body can do, it can yeah. actually do. Yeah. It's all about healing. And, I, um, I finished my morning shower with a with cold. A little bit cold. Let's wake myself yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. And they say it's better than a cup of coffee. It, it, it is. Mm-hmm. If you if you make yourself stand it, it mm-hmm. definitely wakes you up. Yeah. No, it's, mm-hmm. um, I just got one. So if you guys want to come over. Just Might have know. to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't trust myself to just use my hot ba- uh, bath bathtub. Yeah, why? Because I'm so busy. Oh, I've done it once. You fill it up with water. You put ice in it. It's just too daunting of a task. Right. You yeah, have it to takes have something. Yeah, this cold plunge will has its own filtration system. It's it looks kind of like one of those inflatable hot tub type things, right? I've se- kind of seen them around. Is that kind of what is that is? A legit tub. Oh, like a full size. So he, he bought tub. the yeah. He bought the full. But yeah, there are those. Um, because that's that's what no, I, was I don't want to call it. It's, it's like a little pod. Yeah. You know what I would have wished I knew? Just get a deep freeze. Right. I've seen that and too. Then put the water in. Just there. put the water. You keep in it plugged in. You put the water in there. And you can and go works. to Walmart for like fifty bucks and yep. get a uh, a pool clean, uh, filtration. Yep. That's it. Yep. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's pretty crazy. I've seen I've seen that. Yeah. It's I, it's pretty easy. Speaking so, of the cold, the plunges and stuff, uh, Adam Carolla talks about it all the time. He doesn't use soap. He doesn't shower. He just showers in his. He's got a cold lake or something right outside his house. That's how he showers every day. Yeah. There, it, it ha- so if you don't use toothpaste, if you don't shower with good smell stuff, that says a lot about your health. In what way? That it's healthy. Good. Yeah. So if you see someone who can do that, it's a good sign. Hmm. You're not supposed to. I mean, if you really want, you know, we have all these things, but yeah. I, you're not supposed to use shampoo every day. You kill. Yeah, I don't. You kill good bacteria. You right. kill the good stuff too. That's, they're uh, they're the um, innocent bystanders you kill. So I use. I start. I switch to like a. I don't want to call it organic deodorant, but like a roll-on liquid yeah, without aluminum. Right, without aluminum. Alum- free. It's, it's fragrance, fragrance-free. All yep. that stuff. It's. Mm-hmm. I've seen so much better results. Yeah, you you're supposed to be able to. I, I think there's a period where it kind of sucks for your staff because they're probably like, man. Zach, no, I, I went through, it was about a, a, a week and a half period, period mm-hmm. where I stunk like yep. a mofo. Yeah. But after that, mm-hmm. all yeah, good. there's a, uh, a great brand we use, Beauty Counter. I don't remember what, I've heard of Beauty Counter. My wife uses some of the good. other products, but yep. I, yeah, I use, I can't remember what, which one it is, but yeah. Yeah. I think you're supposed to maybe use soap maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. Just regular water. Well, like so those, how does, let those oils. How does that yeah. work? Uh, I get that for, yeah. You always hear these people say that, but then it's like people that just work in an office or work in. Right. How, how do you how do you uh, square that away with, uh, say, a guy that works out on a farm? I mm-hmm. mean, I grew up in the ag industry my entire life, so I mean, you get covered in cow shit, you get covered in dirt, you get covered in mud, you get covered in dust and pollen, and you know, yeah, everything, and you just feel 
I mean, you feel gross after a day. Yeah. There's a saying in the medical field for farmers. You know what that is? What's that? They don't come in until they're dying. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I hear that a lot. It's my life. You know why? Because <laughs> it's great. We want our kids to bathe in that stuff. Yeah. It's good for you. Right. You guys are out there in the elements, in the world. So I think that goes back to creating an ecosystem within yourself and um, really, really, really just... Natural supporting immunity. your immune system, yeah. Natural yeah. immunity is a huge thing. Yeah, so thing. farmers, yeah, are probably the forefronts, even though some may know it or not. But, yeah, everything they get exposed to is good stuff. That's um, a big thing at my wife's daycare. We make yeah. sure the kids are playing in the dirt. It's awesome. Having fun. Yeah, there's they a lot of, lot of good research on on bringing that back. That's why I bought a farm. Oh, that's good. What mm-hmm. are you going to raise in animals? Animals, or? yeah. What are you going to raise? I think cows, goats, chickens. Chickens? Oh, yeah. Uh, what kind of cows? Milking. Milking cows. Milking cows. We're oh. going to go straight from You're gonna the You're going to milk teats. your own? Oh, straight, straight from the teat. Just <laughs> create, create, create a whole dairy barn, and then those kids are going to learn, huh? Oh, you gosh. Got three, you got three little helpers there? No, it's going to Start be great. at 4 o'clock in the morning. We're so excited. Quit at 11 o'clock at night? Yeah, we're so excited. <laughs> I bet. It's going to be amazing. No, I think it's necessary. I think it shows a lot. Um, it shows what? Discipline. Yep. Oh, yeah. Work going, ethic. Work ethic. And then going back to the root of, like, food, like, naturally. You know where your food comes from. Yeah, farm to table. I wish the, the rest of oh. the world would, or at least the United States, would get back to that. There's a lot of people that just think it comes from a store. I don't think it's anybody's fault. There's a lot of um, influence that... I feel like the education system it, exactly. has failed it people. It. Exactly. Um, That's why if you... Educated people are dangerous, and so, I don't know. You guys believe in that government making us blah, so that way we don't learn more. I don't know. I've Is heard that, that. I've heard of that. I, think there's yeah, a movie, I believe it. A movie and a book about it. But like dumbing people down, so that way we don't do our own research. But there's yep. two different. So they want, yeah, you, they want that for yeah. sure. They definitely want that. And oh, then yeah. you can talk about different different um, definitions of educated because yeah. then there you have your educated yeah. idiots. I mean, you have your people that are educated, but they're just taught. They're right. fed. The they just get fed. Yeah. This government, or what I don't even know what it is. I just, they just get fed something, yeah. some narrative, and they just that's how they think they're educated. They think right. they know everything, but really, real world right. intelligence they don't really have. I'll respect a person who <clears throat> will come and tell me, like, Jose, this. And if I say, if I ask you this question, how or why, and you can do it, I'm gonna respect you and listen to you. But if you're like, yeah, oh, just I, I, learned, I learned it on, I don't know, I just heard someone say it. It's like, what? Okay. So um, with with our podcast, and you said you liked the podcast, the useless yeah, assumptions one. Yeah. The reason why we wanted to do that was one for the reason of we wanted to make sure people were a little bit educated on, hey, don't just listen to everything you hear. Right. We like to hear both. Like I like to yes. hear both sides of a story. That's a good person. And then bring it, and then bring it to the middle. It's tough to meet people that can do that. You know that. It is tough. I've learned that. That's why I don't have too many friends. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't get that about me either. I don't have friends. I don't think. Well, I, I would consider myself I, one. I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't have very many friends for that reason. Yeah. I, I get, I do you get, like, do you have people that maybe think you're an asshole? Yeah. I get that a lot too. Yep. I don't. But I'm just careful Everybody who I I'm choose. Nice. <laughs> you have to be careful of who you choose you let in your circle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have a very small circle. I have acquaintances and things, but I have, I have a very tight-knit circle. Yeah. I think I value respect, and if you're going to hang out with me, and if you ask me why, I'm going to respect you so much. Yeah. Yep. 
instead of fight me and then turn into a debate. <laughs> Dude, I sometimes, can't. Sometimes debate's fun, it but is it, fun. you can't. It's one it turns into but ad hominem. Exactly. And then it's like. It should be a positive debate. Like, yep. oh, yeah, you know what? That's actually pretty interesting. Yep. But what do you think of this? Yeah. That's very valuable and that's very And, it, and it's okay helpful. to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah, long, as long as it's a healthy debate. Not yeah, it has to be a healthy debate, and you have to be open, and they can't get mad and butt hurt. Exactly. And if you try to push an agenda on me, then I'm just going to shut down. And as soon like, as it comes to name calling, I'm out. Yeah, peace out. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. Yeah, well, usually, yeah, anytime you get somebody doing that at harmonium, you know that their their argument's over. They're done. They, that's all they got. No, yeah. They don't have anything else of, of substance. So Right. It's hard to find and those people. I think it's not their fault, though. No. No. Um. I feel sorry for, I know, I just, I see so many people, humans. I interact a lot with people. Right. And just seeing how much different kids are these days. And I think I could say it because I see so much of it. Agreed. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit? Their inabilities to think. Right. And research. And you think it's a parental? It's funny you say research because they have access to all this. It's crazy. It's at their fingertips. Yeah. But in social media, is so influential. Right. So do you... I get th- sometimes caught into that. Yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Haven't you ever been on Facebook or TikTok? Oh, all the time. Oh, all the time. Hold on. Like, this looks like this oh, is interesting. But us, but us three can see and, and see that content and be able to filter it, know how we see it. But you're unique in that you can do that. A lot of people don't have that ability. I guess I never, I never thought of it that exactly. way. Exactly. So do you think it's research, an inability to research, or inability for critical thinking? It's critical thinking lacks a lot in kids. Yep. Um, and adults, could, too. And adults, too. And I don't want to say bad parenting because I don't think that exists. But definitely a lack of leadership and guidance. I do think societal from when I was a kid till now parenting like parenting is just way different it's different um a lot of people are scared i love the tough love i'm a tough love guy i'm a, I'm a yeah. tough love guy too but you can't do that you'll get canceled <laughs> oh, sometimes when i see a parent coming in they're like all my kids want to do is this i'm like take it away take what? it away <laughs> I can't do there's that. no way i'm like <laughs> have a take conversation it away. that's my big thing I, we, I talk to him him and i ask why ask Answer questions. their questions when, it, when it came through, like, we just talked about this the other day with my oldest mm-hmm. when the whole George Floyd thing happened. Oh, sure. I let him watch the coverage from b- both sides of the spectrum sure. before I ever even said anything to him. I That's said, awesome. hey, watch this, listen to it. You tell you. me how you feel about this, and mm-hmm. then I'll give you my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the coolest thing in the That's world. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good for you. I want my kids to hang out with yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just... We, That's great. That's... Yeah. You have. To, I. I don't want to push. Like, I don't want it to be the reason why they think a certain way. Mm-hmm. They need to develop their own correct way of thinking. I think that's why I get in so many. That's why I don't get into relationships with people because they they have their own beliefs, right? Yeah. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But just hear people out. I suppose yeah, that's why open. I probably wanted to do the podcast too, is because I. One, I enjoy talking. Yeah, you're going to meet a lot of cool people, I think. Two, it's going to be great for you guys. It is. And yeah. two, I love hearing other people's opinions on stuff. Whether I agree with it or not, mm-hmm. I, I think it's important. Right. Um, and obviously, you, most of what you've said has aligned with what I thought anyway, sure. yeah. which is fine. Sure. Um, but even if it didn't, I'd still hear you out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Which, that's kind of how I am, like. 
I would I would love for everybody to think exactly like I do, but right. I know I'm not right about right. everything. So yeah, yeah. I like to believe I'm right about that. everything. At least you acknowledge it. A lot of people will not. I think it's human nature to want everybody to think the same way you do too. There's I think a little it, bit of narcissism in everybody. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But you just have to be able to know that, yeah, I'm probably not the right guy on this yeah. one. I I have a clouded view. I have sure. a predis- a- predisposition to mm-hmm. something that yeah. that's just fine to have really, really kind of values and beliefs that are very like 100% like balls to the walls but do you do you have a little bit more time yeah can I pause this for a second yeah. so I can take a pee break and maybe get some more beers I'm, I'm loving this conversation <laughs> sure, absolutely all right. all right we're back I sorry I really had to go to the bathroom there and we had to get some more whiskey and make sure we were all <laughs> ready to get hydrated here prostates matter yeah <laughs> all prostates take care matter. of it yeah you bet you bet so I, know, I know we were talking about a lot of different things i did want to ask you coming back to like the functional medicine mm-hmm. um listen to joe rogan he had gary brecca on oh, yeah. okay so the nutrient deficiency can you do you what do you believe on that do you think obviously that kind of goes right into the sure. functional medicine can sure. you explain some of that yeah i think he goes into the world of looking into um the functions of our body and i think his whole because he's actually a human biologist yep um not an md um, but an insurance guy who knows a lot of stuff that guy's a smart guy i looked into him really heavily and he's i think he's um he's a really intelligent guy and so his whole basis and his um beliefs and, and it's very very um research driven and so he doesn't just make stuff up he has research behind it where he um believes that our bodies are deficient in something there has to be some sort of uh, mutation or there's some sort of deficiency in something and because of that we have disease and so understanding that and learning that and then treating that like you can change a person's life He's fixed. They they fixed a lot of things. Like they, Dana White had <clears throat> hypertension, right? A ton of medications he was on, I yeah. believe. And yeah. they they fixed it by what one yeah, vitamin he, or I think something. He had the MTHFR mutation. Yeah, um, I think seventy some percent people um, have that mutation. So, um, an inability to methylate folic acid. And was just taking medications out out the ass. Yeah, his MD was just giving him a ton of medication. And one little simple test and just saved his life. Saved his changed life. Him. I think he. I think um, he improved and lengthened his biological age. So what this what this Gary Brecker could do is he does these um, all these scans or is it blood? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is. It's a blood test. Blood test. Yep. And he'll give you like a mortality age. Right. So Dana was 53, and he said mm-hmm. you're only going to live to 63. He can get you down to mm-hmm. the month. That yeah. You're die. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's scary. Would you guys do that? I don't think I would. Want to know I want. I want to do it. I just. Don't, I haven't looked into it to see what it's going to cost. I'm going to do it. Are you? Yeah. Well, let, let me know how it goes. Mm-hmm. I'd no, love to no, know. You're gonna like, offer it. You're going to start offering. Well, you're yeah. going to offer it. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. So we're going to do. I'll be your first. I'll be your first one. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to do methylation testing and vitamin and mineral testing. So exactly what he does: genetic testing. So a genetic test. Uh, Zach, we'll do a methylation test on you, and then we'll check a different vitamin nutrient. Um, Let's do it. Panel on you. Yeah. 
I'll probably turn out to be a horrible person. I'll probably <laughs> be dying in five years, but it's what it is. Zach, we can help you out, but you got to do this in one year. But I, I have noticed, you know, I, I, you know, I've like we, I talked about before, I've changed my diet. Yeah, I've done all these things, and I still f- sometimes feel like shit. Now, obviously, I know I have some beers every now and then, sure. but I've cut that back too. Sure. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And I know I'm getting older. I think it goes down to Gary's concept and his basis on theory of medicine. Maybe there's, even though you are cutting down a lot, there's probably something that you're eating that is wreaking havoc. Right. And you talked about the folic acid. Yep. That's the basis of doing that test is there's that one little asshole that's causing you havoc. So finding that out and just cutting that out. So you're saying you can make me a supermodel then? I think I can try. Well, yeah, the M skull. We've yeah, already went over. I know, but with, you don't, along, you don't even along need, with the no, you don't need the test. No, no the test. Super model from the other <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I got a lot of before and afters. But if you if you, <laughs> if, you if you go into that, I, I will. Oh, we are going into it. Oh, yeah. well, I'll come do it. Yeah, just let me know when you're mm-hmm. when you're doing. Yeah. I'll be. Right I think there. it's important. Um, I'll be your guinea pig. There's a time and place for medication, but if I can do this, and you're really wanting to know, like, let's do this. I'm excited. I so, want to help you. So. Yep. I, oh, go ahead. Um, when you say that there's time and place for medication, I think if if any if anybody's learned anything in the last six years, five to six years, I think people need to learn that. Like, sure. I, I don't think we can just take. <clears throat> and I know you're in the medical field, but I have a hard time just believing pharmaceutical sure. companies at face value. Sure. I mean, they're not exactly the most trustworthy right. companies in the world. Right. Um, <clears throat> there's obviously they're in the business to make money. Yeah. Uh, and kind of one of the the things that. <clears throat> I think on that is obviously they were pushing vaccines when they have uh, the horse <laughs> horse dewormer out there. You oh, know, yeah. Ivermectin, which is one of the okay. safest known, safest known drugs. I think it's on the CDC now for yeah. uh, protocol for treatment of COVID. Oh, they finally put that on there. Is huh? it really? Um, geez. That's the dangest thing. That's the dangest thing. What I was mean, the it whole was thing with the monoclonal uh, antibodies. antibodies. They, they stopped letting people do that too, but that helped my grandfather. I think, I don't know. And my father, actually. I think it comes down to, like, medicine, too. Kind of like, it almost always ends up being a situation where there's so many simultaneously things happening, but what do we praise? The thing that we are told that is going to be the thing that benefited you, but there are probably other factors. But, I mean, I know there are the monoclonal antibody treatments that were around that were um, told to be very effective, I don't know, like a patient of mine who comes in, and if you come in for high blood pressure, I'll be like, Zach, your blood pressure sucks. Here's lisinopril. But then I'm going to be like, hey, Zach, you should also do some magnesium. Oh, no, wait, a more easy one would be an upper respiratory infection. I hate upper respiratory infections. I hate (laughs) them so much. Only because you're either a great provider or you suck based on an upper respiratory infection. Did you know that? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Explain. I see it so much. Okay, you get a patient that comes in day one of an upper respiratory infection. Guess so they're what? They're going to get worse. Get, yeah, they're going to get worse. But guess what? My recommendations are: rest. take some vitamin C, oh. rest, freaking go right. sleep. Right. Guess what happens? Their peak. They're not at their peak of the freaking illness, and then they're going to go to freaking your competitor. Right. Guess what they're going to do? Same thing. On day four, no, they're no, going to prescribe them. They're going to give them an antibiotic. Yeah. And guess what? Day five and six, they're better. They're already recovering anyways. Guess, they're already peaked. Guess who's the hero in the story? <laughs> the antibiotic. The antibiotic. The antibiotic. Um, but it was really, truly my recommendation of you doing vitamin C, vitamin D, right. and zinc, and resting, and sleeping, and right. hydrating, and 
supporting your immune system, but I'm the asshole now because I didn't prescribe you the antibiotic. Right. I'm the opposite. I don't want the antibiotic. Good. I want I want to get by without taking medication. That's awesome. And That's my kids it's hard too. to it's hard to no, there, I, I know that. there I know there are situations where you yeah, need to have it. Absolutely. You know? There's a time and place. I wholeheartedly believe that. If I have a patient in here who has a really horrible pneumonia, absolutely. This you're an antibiotic. But if you come in with sore throat and you want an antibiotic, it's like here are the options. And guess nine times out of ten, they want the antibiotic. Yeah, because they don't—they don't give the people what they want. They want Zach. the quick fix. They want the quick fix. <laughs> so, and yeah. it's really, truly not that, but it's just the right. Li- well, they, they learn feel, the they life. They feel like it is. Oh gosh, learn the life of a virus and the lifespan of a bacteria. And nine times out of ten, a provider is giving an antibiotic towards the end of its existence. Right. But then you're the hero because you give them the antibiotic. Because people it don't come antibiotic. in. <laughs> yeah, they don't it come in until it. the end of it anyways. Exactly. Like they've, exactly. okay, I can't take this anymore. Exactly. So it's hard as a provider. It's <clears throat> tough because I value my Google ratings. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. you don't want those. You don't want those one ratings. <laughs> but I've got, I've, I'm con- it's very conscious of that, um, that scenario. What's your view on antidepressants? Um, I'm, it's changed heavily. So, what so it's you against it, them for them? Ah, uh, it's tough. Um, it, it's tough because, and if you get a very studious straight A student, they're very book smart. But I think what makes people a lot more, um, at, at least for me, is people who who aren't that book smart but are street smart and think outside the box. So if you go to like a institution where they have Harvard grads, they're so bred into the books, into the research, and that's the basis of why they're smart is research. And I don't want to say this in a bad or way. Or somebody but else's research. Yeah, medicine is is very it can be very easy. And I only say that because there's literally a blueprint to it. Right. You literally can follow the guidelines of any institutional book. And you are not wrong. You're going to be told you're right. You're going to be told you're intelligent. You're going to be told you're the smartest doctor there is. But I believe that the intelligent doctor is the one who's going to be looking outside of that and being like, hey, what about this? I like people who question things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, And you get called crazy. And so I think, um, antidepressants, um, I'm digging a little bit deeper into depression and mental health. And the reason why I'm looking deeper into that is um, I hate, I hate and I do it and it happens. I put patients on antidepressants and I hate it. And that makes me, it doesn't make me feel like I'm a failure to them, but it makes me feel like I didn't put enough time into knowing why they feel that way. I love the answer that yeah. you just gave that you, you do it, but you question yourself. I, I can't I can't rest sometimes when I, if you come in you're like Jose I'm feeling depressed and I make you fill out a questionnaire and be like yep you know based on this questionnaire Zach you're depressed here's Zoloft so I hate it yeah but I know my butt saved if I do it because I did everything right I hear you which you can't in your position really say I can't so like I'm oh, on the gosh I'm on the side I'm obviously not again. I have a hard time believing that depression is a thing. Sure. I, to me, it's to me it's mental. Just be big, stronger mentally. Like yeah. just get it through your head. It's not even just mentally. Sometimes to fight it's it. because you're not 
taking care of your body. You're not working I think that's out. a huge not, factor, yeah. yeah. I think it has nature versus nurture. I think it comes down to that. Um, I think it has a huge deal to it. So chemical imbalance, um, nutritional deficiencies, and um, how you were grow- how you were taught and how you were um, how you were. Um, I think it has a lot to do with how you grew up. So I took something in college. It was like my sophomore year of college. Uh-huh. I don't remember what it was an antidepressant of some kind. Sure. The the the. College like Prozac or Zoloft. Or I think something. it was Prozac. Sure. I think, and it was it was prescribed to me by the the doctor's office at the sure. college, sure. and I felt worse. Yeah, on it. Right. It made me have more weird thoughts. More like, how does that work? Like, I think there's there is a legit thing that we call placebo effect, and so the whole concept of antidepressant therapy is to increase serotonin. Um, serotonin is a hormone that should naturally be produced in our bodies. And there is data and evidence that shows that people who have depression may have some sort of serotonin imbalance or some deficiency. But the issue with um, putting antidepressants is it's um, chemically made. It's not natural. And usually if you dig deeper, there is a basis for that serotonin deficiency. And so it goes back down to mutation issues. It goes back down to nutrition deficiencies, to your sleep, to your activity level, to your overall environment. And so a lot of times if that patient can get pinpointed to that as the resource, as a, essentially the source of their of their mental health issues, it ends up being that. And I've saved so many people um, from taking antidepressants on just digging that, just taking a little bit closer look. And um, um, vitamin D3. Saved. I've cured depression with that. I'm sure, it, and that doesn't surprise me at all. I can tell when I take it and I miss it for a day. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm excited to be uh, introducing methylation testing, vitamin deficiency That's testing. Great. Yeah, I'll, yeah. You guys should come in, take a look at it. Oh, well, I'm definitely coming. Learn a lot about your human. Just learn about your body. It's yeah. a one-time thing. You'll never have to have to do it. It, you know, can be costly up front, but it's well worth it because you'll never have to do it ever again. What about the opioid stuff? Yeah. What What are your thoughts on you know? It I was think it's all, just it, a scapegoat thing. I feel like as a provider, you have a responsibility to a human. Um, you have a responsibility to a human that comes to you and trusts you. Right. Um, it's so easy for any provider. Just it's just so you're so protected. So as a ca- provider, you mean? Oh yeah. Because there's so many things that you're not wrong if you prescribe an opioid. You're not wrong if you subscribe an antidepressants. So on the on the opioid side, opi, opioid side of it, <clears throat> I don't like take take pain painkillers yeah. because it just knocks me out. Right. I, I mean, whatever it does, it, I'm just out cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely ever when I unless I have a really bad surgery, I had an ankle surgery where they put a stint in my leg right. and they told me the blocks were gonna wear off at a certain time and sure. by God they wore off sure. at that exact point and it's the most pain I've ever been in my entire life. Sure. Like my blood pressure spiked. I had my mom sure. take me to the ER. I mean, I was sure. I was miserable. Sure. Um so like I and I've never been maybe it's just me. I don't I don't see how I could get addicted to an opioid. I don't see how that would happen but i mean it obviously happens to people but i think it also depends it, on the personality type too of the person usually they're suffering that. from something yep. and it helps them but don't you want like at some point don't you want to feel like don't you want the patient to feel something yeah so i don't want some of those opioids you don't feel shit yeah 
It can definitely lead to issues. Because, like, what if you're you? What if you are in pain and something right. else is hurting? Yeah, and you can't tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. It's the basis of a diabetic with uh, lack of sensation in their feet. Wow. They don't have pain. Same thing with an opioid. Yeah, it's uh, deceiving. I think very, but but very addictive, and not the patient's fault. Um, I, f- I feel like your your antidepressants can be <clears throat> addictive too for certain people that just say, "Well, I'm depressed, so I'm going to take my antidepressant," and then yeah. they they just and like you talked the placebo effect, so they just think, "Well, no, I'm no longer yeah. depressed because I'm taking yes yeah, a normal," and then I'm making it a normal thing for them. Yeah, um, and. If I get a new patient and they're on a bunch of medicine, I'll learn about you and I'll dig deep. A lot of people hate that because you're questioning another professional, smart person. Yeah. So you start, to you start you. taking them off. You try to safely, effectively. There are consequences to starting, stopping patient on those medications who've been on it for But long isn't terms. it bad to keep? constantly taking a medication though absolutely most all of them absolutely you like you don't want to be on it for more than 60 days absolutely if your provider's telling you and they don't have a goal for you to be on any off off of any medication change change doctors yeah that's if i you go to a doctor zach and he's like hey zach you got high blood pressure he's lisinopril here's a two three month supply and he doesn't say okay zach here's your blood pressure medicine but next month if you haven't changed your diet and you haven't done this and this, then we're going to have a real talk. Yeah. And I better be able to take you off this blood pressure medicine off in three months. I also hate when, and it's not just like, I don't want to talk bad on patients, but like when they don't change their their lifestyle. Yeah, you learn you learn a thing called you can't save everybody's life. Yeah. It's just, I, I just hate people that rely on, on the drug, right? Yeah. And there's some there's some doctors that just like, oh, I'll just keep prescribing it to you. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of times, again, goes back to that's what they're fed. That's what they're taught. And they're not doing anything wrong by anybody's mean. Like if you go into really researching it, right? there's research articles that are going to tell you, well, there's a research article from Harvard and from in the England Journal of Medicine, very prestigious. And so, yeah, it goes back to... <sighs> I don't know. Learning from that C plus student who will not be afraid to look outside the box, which is what I am. The scary thought <laughs> is like, so you see, I was gonna say C plus. So like, there are plenty of doctors that you only have to get a certain grade, right, to to graduate. C's make degrees. <laughs> there you go. That's great. But you do you do some amazing things though. Like I'm not saying you're. <laughs> that's not what I was. Saying. It's it's a learning thing. Um, I, I was not a very uh, studious person. I, I surprised myself. I graduated school. Midland with a summa cum laude. Did you really? I did. Graduated Congrats. school and at UNMC with a, I think a three point four. Well, then you're good. What are you yeah, talking about, C plus student? Yeah, but it was uh, it was scare tactic driven. At the university, it wasn't a learning. Yeah. It wasn't a learning opportunity for me as much as I wish it would have. What been. do you explain on that? Um, I ask why, and it just wasn't very conducive to that. So you you, you were ridiculed for asking why. I wasn't ridiculed other than I didn't have enough time. So imagine you come in, you go into an institution, prestigious, UNMC. You got to know buzzwords. You got to know certain answers. You got to answer that test question. Oh, yeah. You got to get a 98%, Zach. Otherwise, you suck. You don't know what you're gotcha. talking about. So there's... Guess what I was doing? What? 
I was freaking learning the whys. I was looking at the pathways. Right. I was learning the what the heck happened here. Right. That's what I learned. Right. And so, yeah, I'd get a B. But guess what? I was never, ever going to forget why you got that disease. Right. Because I didn't just learn <clears throat> A plus B. I mean, I just didn't just learn the final answer. Right. And so yeah. that's what made it harder for me to be in that model of um, of education. Is it's just it wasn't very conducive to me. Yeah, but to you had to go. I through had it. to. Do you it. had to go through it. And then, so I, I, I'm, I was on the time crunch. So I was spending hours and hours learning. And at the final days of a test, I would be freaking crunching into so my you, brain. You maybe have doubled the study time of, let's say, another doctor that came through the same time you did. I, I feel saying. like I wasn't afraid to learn, and I wanted to know why. Is the my fear was that is if you as a patient came to me and I wasn't able to explain it to you, then I failed you. I think you're speaking on the test side of it. I think you're speaking to what I went through. Like I didn't finish college. Part of it was poor, <laughs> poor habits. I partied a lot and just didn't go to class. But sure. I also hated the the structured. Right. I hated high school. I hated school. Sure. Um, my valedictorians and stuff. Yeah. Nowhere close to the. Sure. The test scores that I could get, sure. Um, it, even in calculating math classes, sure. got to show your work. Why do I got to show my work when I I can? It's in my head. Sure. How'd you get this? Well, I did this, this, and this. Well, that's I never taught you how to do that. Well, I don't care if you taught me how to or not. You're that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> There's the answer. I just showed you how to do it, and that was something I I just had a I always had a problem with that. I couldn't do homework. Yep. I hated homework. I yep. couldn't study, but I'd get 100 on a test. I'm not studying for a test. Yeah. It's not realistic for an institution or a school to try to role model that type of uh, education to everybody. Yep. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think there are a lot of smart people out there, but a lot of people are just book smart. So And they want to get that A because it's a reward system for them. And... Screw that. Let's learn. Let's what do you value more, street smarts or book smarts? Street smart. Yep. Me yeah. too. I'm the same way. Yep. So do you... Outside so it of, can go both ways. I mean, in my opinion, you can... That's right. You can have you both. You can have both. You, you yeah. can have both. I guess what I'm... I'm talking... So st- when I th- when I think book smarts, I think somebody that just memorizes a book. Yeah. Right. yeah. Study, There's just so many people study that... Study right. yeah. write my notes. Yep. And, right. Right. Yeah, but I can't have, only remember it for this test. Yeah. You'll have that classmate valedictorian. Guarantee they don't remember what oh, will happen. Oh heck, no, no. But there are That's those what very rare, rare um, instances where yeah, you get a very intelligent person who can do both exactly. Can took the time to know the why and just didn't learn the test questions. My, my question on what I was going to get to is, what is your thoughts on college outside of specifying into something like the medical field or? A STEM um, accounting, the or you know, just if you if you're just going to, and I'm not, a, I, I I can't really give an example, but um, so um, just a, let's talk business, just a business degree. Yeah, just going to get a business degree. I right. don't feel like that's necessary. Right, I agree. So you wholeheartedly agree? Absolutely. If you're, I, if you're going for business to, administration, it hurts don't me to do see it. college students going to communication degrees, business oh, degrees. Yeah. It hurts me because women's studies indebted to this institution yeah and again it's not their fault it's they, it's not a lot of these leaders get put in these positions where you know they're just following protocol they're just following rules and this is what it is but i think if you look into the actual human and individual who gets put into these positions and get these degrees nine times out of ten 
they're doing other things that doesn't really um, necessarily um, need or require that degree. So I, I didn't finish college, right. and I'm in the position that I am. You're doing great. Took a few tests, did sure. my thing. Don't have a communications degree, yeah. but we're doing a podcast. Right. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> Your uh, real-life experience. That, yeah. We're homeschooling our kids for that reason. Yeah, it, it, and I want to get to that point, actually. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to uh, attempt that. But, and I, this is going to make us sound really bad, but I don't agree with how the college system works. Yes, your degree needed to be done through right. college. Right. There are plenty of other things, but there's trade schools. Mm-hmm. You know, we need oh, absolutely. plumbers. We need electricians that we're, we're getting less and less of. Right. And mm-hmm. we need more of them. And right. I think if people realized that as an electrician, they could probably make as much as the doctor sitting across from me. My neighbor's an electrician. Yeah. And his house is bigger than mine. Right. Exactly. If people just understood that. Yeah. And that's a two-year degree. Oh, not two-year degree. Sorry. It's an apprenticeship. It's it's an apprenticeship journeyman thing. So it takes a long time. I think your your idea is don't get get down on yourself. Don't get down on yourself for pursuing something that don't follow the stigma of you have to do a four-year degree to be successful. I think they're starting to become a lot more colleges or different forms of education uh i know like dr jordan peterson and his daughter make it michaela peterson are they're starting their own little school that it's going to teach you a little more critical thinking type sure. of stuff that's awesome um it, it's not going to be a degree that's going to get you a job at the new york times but do we need people to get a job at new york times anymore they kind of got their own problems going on but um I just can see, like, there's, I think it's going to build up more and more, just like the homeschooling is building up more. Um, Pod schooling is building up more. Like, families going homeschooling together. Awesome. Because that's a little, I think they call them homesteads. We've actually looked into that. So I was, was, and my wife doesn't want to do it. And I've been really trying to push her to do it. She's running the daycare. I'm like, can't you come up with a curriculum? She doesn't want to run it. Oh, it's tough. Especially since you have to deal with other kids. Uh, family's kids, other yeah. parents' kids, but that have the same ideologies but you get, as you. But it, it would bring in like-minded people. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. So like, I think you have to be ready to have, and it sucks to say, but very little like-minded people. So is your right? I agree with you. Just like, but just like it's we talked beautiful about. when you can be able to influence someone and be like, "Hey, right. check this out. This is the right way. Check it out." So just your, look at it. Is your I'm wife, not going to convince you? Is your I'm, wife doing that? Then we're going to do that. Yeah. You're, you haven't yet. You're going to. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. So you've looked into We that. instill those um, practices and those models in our house. But if we have the ability to influence and to show, and it's, I promise you it's not going to be a situation where it's you have to do this, like a cult. It's not going to be a cult. No, it's never. <laughs> make, make sure. That, yeah, it's making sure a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds everything. like a cult. No, it's, like, it's, no, just, it's, just, it's pulling away, and it's actually making more critical thinking. Yes. Because I can tell you right now, my son doesn't learn right. enough in public school. True. He doesn't. He learns more at home from right. me, from my friends. That's the way from, it should be. Yeah. yeah, you're a great dad. Yep. Um, I think there should be more of that. but And it also goes down to... Most, I mean, even in places like Norfolk, we're a blue collar town. Like, let's just get it, you know, straight. That's true. Nine to ten job. Like, I feel so bad sometimes that I can't be at home and teaching the kids something because right. I have an ability to create businesses and to 
um, employ but people. But you're creating an environment for your kids. That's that what I'm hopeful of. That that's they what you're doing, though. passively learn it, but you should also be very present and show them. You should, but you're also creating the wealth in the in the in the environment for them to be able to do well in the future. That's right. But there's and they're a fine, still young, right? There's a fine line too of because guess why I'm like I am because I suffered through it. Right. I, went through some shitty times. And you probably had some big hurdles going through medical school. Massive, and I'm Hispanic. That's what I mean. So you, so you I got a ton against, I got a card stacked against me. Right, right. That's, that's tough. Hispanic, and luckily I'm a male, so that helps a little bit. Yeah, well, it's all bit. about the patriarchy. So. <laughs> I mean, right. we run everything. <laughs> but Supposedly. It's, it's tough. <laughs> so what kind of hurdles did you did you run into? As a Hispanic, Gosh, it's it's. Have you doctor. heard of Fremont, Nebraska? <laughs> yeah, we were the first city in the state. I think it was in the country to pass a law to screen Hispanics for the abilities to rent or own a home. What do you, you explain that? Yeah, it, in two thousand, I would say six seven. Um, the city of North Fremont decided that if you in any way wanted to be able to lease or own or rent a home, you had to show and prove your abilities to be a citizen. But Otherwise, you were already an American a citizen. citizen. But You're the saying. backlash you get on it for being brown. But you were already American citizens. Right, but a lot of people... I guess I'm just trying to get it. So they were trying to make already American citizens show they prove. were more of a citizen? Right. You prove. You got to prove <clears> yourself. I, I don't agree with that. Right. Fremont, Nebraska. But isn't, cool. that, that, isn't that just the same that everybody's got to prove that you're citizen? Just That's like true. showing it ID. It should be. But it ended up being a very, um, very biased thing. Gotcha. And it set the city up for a very uncomfortable situation. And there's a lot of industry there where Hispanics are If you are came working. in and you were Caucasian looking, you're like, oh, this guy's for sure an American. <laughs> but guess what? They're Canadian. <laughs> right. But walked in Jose. Right. Yeah, like, hey, he's not, you sound hey, like you're, you're from here, but yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, wait, no. I, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. No, I I I pride myself for the ability to um, be able to do what I do, and uh, and be able to um, surpass all those barriers. I don't know. Jump those hurdles. Yeah, you're, you're doing great. Like, yeah, I'm excited. I guess the, the other thing I want to ask you too is I'm in a biracial relationship too, so that makes it huge. <laughs> that is, you're just my, my you're wife checking all white. the, bo- not, no, yeah, all she, the boxes. She, she, go big she's or go a home. redhead. She's a redhead. She's a fiery redhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got Irish yeah. in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Irish. My kids yeah. are really, uh, they're cute. They're adorable. Yeah, they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be fiery. That's right. What I was going to ask you though is, and I, I wasn't going to ask this, but I'm going to ask it now since we're kind of uh-huh. on the subject. Uh-huh. Is how, what do you? How do you feel about immigration across the border? Yeah. Now nowadays, right? right. Are, are you open to how we have the open borders? Would you rather have it be? No, I'm, I'm all for immigration and having sure. people come through, but sure. I want them to do it the right way, right. so we're not letting in the wrong people, right? Right. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean. Um, we fortunately did it the way you know the in the country intended it for be to be done. So we came across legally. Um, dad became a naturalized citizen. Mom became naturalized citizen, and then and actually, it's harder 
to come from another country, take the test, and it's become crazy. a citizen. Yeah, it's oh, hard. Parent. I remember that those years, like super, super stressed. They're saying like 80, 85 to ninety percent of the American citizens couldn't answer the questions. That's on right. The test. Yeah. I, That's right. I'm yeah. guaranteed. I would venture to guess most high schools could students couldn't. I mean, right. there's high school students in inner right. cities that can't read at their own level. Right. So, yeah. so anyway, go go ahead. I think there's value in knowing, and there's a little bit of pride that think that. I mean, it's. I mean, people want to come here. Like, so that part of it is like... So we got to keep, in my opinion, you got to keep that. You can't water it down. That's right. You know what I mean? It's still got to be that thing that we're attaining yeah, to. Yeah, you got to have to be able to be like America, you know. Yeah, the, yeah it, it's, it should be something to be attained. That's kind right. of seems like the, just, last, the last stop. Right. Like, if this goes... So what you're saying is you're against open borders. It's, yeah. It's, it's... um, Not, not to speak for you, but... Yeah. It's, it's... It's tough. Uh, there's a lot of different situations. I don't know. And it probably goes down to my personality to knowing each individual's situation. Well, um, we think that way, right? Right. Because so every, every I mean, we individual generalize everybody. Yet. We can't generalize. That's kind of probably what but it But that's goes. why we have the system yeah, that we do. Exactly. So that everybody gets looked at. Everybody right. gets. Yeah. Yep. So there are processes to allow and give opportunity. And those should be looked at. And, you know, when. And I'm, I'm all for the, mm-hmm. the process. Sure. I would love to have more people. The more people we have that are that want to be in this country, sure. and and love this, like just like you, heck yeah, you love this country. Yeah, it's been a great. You've prospered. You've prospered family. in this. That's country. That's right. American dream. <laughs> true, true American dream over heck here. Yeah, no, I, you know, definitely proud of it. I was trying to think if there's anything else on the medical side that I wanted to discuss. Is there anything else you want to talk about on the medical side? Uh, well, I yeah, we're gonna go back to the the uh, mental. Mental health of it side real quick uh, when we were talking about the antidepressants and people yeah. with depression and stuff sure. like that, and this is just from like my side of it. Yeah, uh, like I, when I said I made the comment, I said I have a hard time believing in the depression because sure. we all have. Everybody's got a dark day. I oh, mean, yeah. I have my thing, and to Absolutely. me, it's like, well, I'm just gonna go decompress, and Absolutely. I'm gonna take a night to myself. I'm just gonna sit there. I'm gonna sure. play a video game, or sure. I'm gonna read, or I'm gonna watch something, and I'm sure. just not really gonna socialize with somebody. And sure. you just fight through it right i think yeah uh the only thing that kind of scares me and then i think of the i feel like there's there's brain issues mental issues and then there's brain injuries and i i i believe the cte things that it's a real the cte is a real thing um and it scares me a little bit mm-hmm. i've been in my little a little bit of my background is i've been hospitalized like 12 times for concussions as a younger kid sure a uh, bunch of times, sure. lots sure. of concussions, uh, enough to where, like, I'm on a Ferris wheel and I'm getting dizzy. Sure. <clears throat> so it does scare me a little bit <clears throat> just thinking about that and seeing some of this stuff. Obviously, I would never played in the NFL and that sure. type of stuff. So those sure. guys are getting much worse oh, injuries. Yeah. But pick. Um, it feels like there's a possibility that that could be a thing down the road. And it just what do you think the difference between, like, a mental health and physical brain injury? Is there really a difference between that? or? Yeah, I definitely. Um I mean, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but the brain is just isolated within our school. Right. And it's so just floating there. It's just floating yeah. there. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, the brain has no nerve ending. And I mean that by there's it doesn't hurt yet. Right. But the dirt around it and the skull and the skin has pain sensors. And so, yeah, yeah. you get hit. You take it lightly. But you got to, yeah. It, it's definitely stuff is happening but there are a lot of research that shows that is there a possibility of regeneration and to 
And it goes back to like the lifestyle of fasting and goes to the lifestyle of like uh, what the whole intention of fasting and the whole intention of cold plunging is, is to be able to um, essentially eliminate the body of anything man-made that's not natural to itself, right? So when you do this, you're essentially clearing your and essentially detoxifying your body of anything you've put into it. And the goal is to eventually reintroduce stuff that's healthy. And so when that st- type of stuff happens, um, you could potentially cause some regeneration. But no, when it comes to physical trauma and injury, there are MRIs and there are studies that show that there is physical and damage to these things. But now it should be a goal of whoever you're seeing to be able to determine if there's some sort of solution or some sort of regeneration to re synapse those nerves that are damaged or yeah. reconfigure your brain. They've proven somehow. that can be done. Yeah. On CTE. Like on CTE, I know that CTE is a little complicated. A, it's a newer thing. It is, I mean, it is very just, new. Just coming up. So especially with Will Smith recently. <laughs> during his debut. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. But no, it, it yeah. I mean concussion injuries, post concussion syndrome, all those things are legit. So it, him and I both so I have the same thing. So I as I've aged, I, I played football. I was a linebacker, went through many concussions, yeah. and I've noticed that my short-term memory sure. not the greatest goes away. Yeah. I think it goes down to inflammation. <clears throat> um, any, and I think that's the disease basis of most things is disease uh, is inflammation. And so, so, what are ways that us in the audience can can reduce inflammation? Um, how you eat, and um, that's a huge part of it. And so there's a lot of research around things you put in your mouth. You are what you eat. It's legit. Because I've noticed when I eat well, take the vitamins, my everything kind of comes back. That's right. Um, so it, it, I mean, most of these states and are you are what you eat. And so, and obviously, um, when I put alcohol in my body, it, it goes away. Yeah, hey, uh, they say one beer a day <laughs> is that's, good. That's a whole nother. Thing. That's why I want to record the conversation. That's why <laughs> I want to record the conversation. <laughs> Two see? beers for a man is normal. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it comes down to inflammation. So most disease states are inflammation based, and so they say, how do you reduce inflammation? Disease states come from inflammation. Guess what? Every human's not made the same. Right. You probably could do oatmeal every day, but hey, you probably can't. Your stomach can't tolerate it. And so you're creating inflammation. That inflammation doesn't allow things to work. Milk, milky type products for me. I've, I've the analogy I like giving my patients is very elementary, but the way I like to put it to most patients to be able to have them grasp it is a broken wrist or an a injured wrist. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to let it rest. But anything else, we avoid and we neglect and we don't listen to our bodies when it comes to something internal. Because like we want your it. gut. Right. Like, man, who cares? I'm going to so eat that though. double double cheese the gut's right now. real important. Oh, gosh, it's so important. So, so good going down. So my basis <laughs> of like bringing that up is uh, a lot of things that are inflammatory-based, um, the symptoms are very simple, like a headache or a joint ache. Or a stomach ache. Or bloating. Or bloating or mm. diarrhea. That's all inflammation. And so you did that to yourself. Right. That was your fault. But it's That's not true. your fault. Because you didn't know. What is your fault? But then you keep doing it. Over, you keep and doing over, it. And over and over it's and like, over. It's like again. lactose intolerant people eating ice like, cream. Who cares? I mean ice cream. I, I do it. <laughs> are you, I, are I you lactose intolerant? A little bit. And I, you just, oh, yeah. Every <laughs> once in a while. No, I don't, not all the time. But I just, yeah, every yeah. once in a while I'm going to do it. It's. I mean, ice cream tastes so good. that toilet sometimes. <laughs> <But> what's what's <laughs> rough is that, like, when I want to go out and do something, I got to make sure I eat the right thing or yeah. whatever, because 
if it's I eat, if I eat the wrong thing, then I gotta well, I gotta be around a toilet, you know. So then most people will say, "Well, Zach, how do you prepare yourself for that?" I just don't do what I, I prepare yeah, myself so, by not doing what I know will. But there's affect a thing it. where I tell my patients, like, "Hey, like you're human. Like freaking food is good. Hamburgers are amazing. Pizza's <laughs> amazing. Hot dogs are amazing. They are. But how do you go around being able to tolerate that?" Like you have to do, you got, there's a little give and take. So like really prepare your gut for that food. That's going to cause you harm. So how do you, how do you prepare your gut then? Um, a lot of it comes down to, uh, dental health. Uh, a lot of it comes down to dietary health. Never heard dental health. I've never, I've never been told about, about that can affect your gut. Oh, absolutely. So brushing your teeth or. Yeah. It's amazing. So Trino, my brother, is a dentist, yeah. uh, biological dentist, Miboka Dentistry in Omaha. Uh, okay. Got a couple practices. You can go check them out. And so microbiome. And so the basis of it is diseases come from your mouth. I've um, also bacteria. heard if, if you have like a, a bad, I don't know, call it, but something bad going on back here or uh, what would it be, like a root canal type oh, thing, yeah. it can affect the rest of your whole body. Guess what? A lot of surgeons, and just you know, just to get some context. Um, a lot of people who are going to undergoing joint surgery. Guess what? One of the most, and it's really overlooked. Guess what's one of the most uh, a common preoperative exam would be a oral, a dental exam. Yeah, Go a dent- to your dentist. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells a whole lot. A joint infection from a post-surgical joint is because of a dental infection right. or a dental issue. So a lot of these orthopedists and a lot of these doctors acknowledge that, but they really don't look into it or they're not putting the two together like, crap, like we should tell our patients to really take it. I've heard a lot mouth. of that where the, the mouth is like the the center of... Yeah, he wrote a book. You should read it. Trino? Yeah. Well, you, you never told well, me that before. Let's plug the book. Yeah, let's plug it. Right? What's it called? It's a uh, microbiome, I think... Let me let me look, yeah, look it up. Look it up. Plug it right. Yeah, your your bro- I've never met your brother yet, but you've you've talked a lot about him to me. Yeah, he's a great guy. You should meet him. Yeah, well, I think he'd be. Maybe he'd he be should come on. The, maybe he should come on the podcast. He would be a better so uh, you're, podcaster, uh, better than you. <laughs> I think so. He's, you, you thought you were going to be. Bad. He's an amazing human. Um, he yeah. I mean, I learned from him. Yeah. Right. He's the master. He's the Miyogi. <laughs> <laughs> you talked. To, you talked about. Uh, so I mean, um, if I'm gaining my con, you know, my information <laughs> off of that, I, yeah. Well, there you go. I'll definitely yeah, pl- I'll, plug I'll, his book I'll and plug, um, yeah. Let me look it up. You talk. You talked about expanding. What's about bringing a dental practice into your practice and a little bit of getting him to join in with you? It's funny you ask. That's in the might be doing that. The microbe in your mouth. A beginner guides discover it in the feudal war against germs is harmful to your health. Dr. Trina Nuno. Repeat the beginning of that. Uh, the microbe in your mouth. The microbe in your mouth. Yeah, Available everybody. anywhere? Amazon, anywhere. Um, I'm going to order it right now. You should do it. Uh, I think you'll learn a lot from it. And um, go check him out. Maboka Dentistry. But no, definitely. I think he actually, you know, we kind of <coughs> joked about possibly. Do, and, you know, <coughs> I'm in the same way. I think you did a great thing, Zach, of just really kind of going full forth with this. Um. I the podcast yeah yeah it's awesome well I wanted and and hopefully it gets to a lot of people that was my whole goal mm-hmm. now it's hard to I've noticed like I was telling him so I created a Facebook page yeah, about I, the I, podcast I think I liked it today you did yeah but when I share something from that page to mm-hmm. my own page it gets zero traction so it's, it's almost like it's been shadow banned or like no I think it's normal 
You think so? I think, yeah. I think you have to believe in what you're accomplishing. Um, Because, like, when I put stuff out on my own page, it gets so many likes. But then when I share it to my page from from another page, it's like people don't see it. I think it's a little... and it may seem rough to say, but I mean, we've had really good feedback from our friends and stuff like that. And our friends, yeah. Looking at, I think it's a natural human thing to not fo- not everybody. Certain people will jump in and fully right. support anybody in anything they do. Which and then you there's, did. There's a lot. Appreci- yeah. I appreciate yeah. you so much for doing that. You Absolutely. you went right in. You're like, I'm gonna fucking listen to this. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think this there's is some, a local guy trying yeah. to do something different. Like, but not yeah, everybody thinks that. that way. I think there's some people that just Somebody have a like, hard time believing sucks. or wanting to do that. Well, I mean, I'm sharing, a lot of it, it I'm sharing your page today. I don't have friends again. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'll share it. But, but a lot of it goes, but a lot <laughs> of it goes back to the, yeah, I'll share it with Josie to, to, <laughs> and Apollo. Right. But a lot of it <laughs> goes back to the imposter syndrome thing yeah. where it's like, okay, can I do this? And then it goes to, well, maybe those people don't want to like it because they wanted to do it and didn't do it. Right. So they're not going to like it. They're not going to share it. They're not going to do anything because they. Sure. No. And you, we don't know that that's true. I mean, it's hard to. I'm I just, don't know that's true, but that's that's yeah. what I that's what I feel. Yeah, I could see that. And I ain't afraid to say it. <laughs> I, I think the value in, I don't. in um in what I'm about to share is you got me to listen to it. And I did. If you see my podcast types and there's not very many. Yeah, that's good. That's what I like mean, I'm not saying that I'm like anything special, but um, I think you guys um, do great, a lot of great things, and so we're trying. Yeah, I think the diversity of the different types of people you'll have on here will probably be helpful. It is, and I, I want to have anybody and everybody, whether I agree with what, yeah, they debates, healthy debates. No, not even just healthy debates, that. just their thoughts, thoughts. their thoughts. Yeah. Okay. and I'm gonna let them speak. Like you've noticed, I've just. I ask some questions, let you speak on everything you want to speak on. I kind of feel bad sometimes. Don't feel bad. That's no. my personality type is, and, and it's a you, book You I walked read. in here saying you were an introvert. Yeah, you said no. And now you've, you've literally been talking. <laughs> we're, we're over two hours. I think it's a it's a book you read. It's called How to Make Friends and Influence Them. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. And so what you do it was is. funny is that, so you're going to be episode two. I recorded episode three a couple days ago, uh-huh. and he's plugged the same that? book. Well, I mean, I listen to your podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, no, it comes down to that. I I'm really good at um, you know human interaction and learning how to turn on and off certain things. But no, absolutely. So I do want to get into your your. We haven't even come close to your real estate ventures yet. Yeah. So do you want to plug some of that while yeah. you're? Um, do a lot of residential, family, um, triplex, uh, uh, multifamily units, and then also and really digging digging deep into the commercial. Um, aspect of the world. So you bought the Max, I which the was Max. over on Brosh. Right. Uh, it's a pr- pretty long building. So you bought, you bought the whole building, right? I bought the whole building. It's probably, <laughs> uh, footprint's about 10,000 square feet, a little yep. bit more, um, give and take. Very uh, narrow, right? Very narrow, yeah. but it's got an interesting history. Um, NIM, NIM? Uh, Norfolk Iron Metal, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, down, downtown warehouse uh, is right behind it. Uh, fur f- and Hyde. Yep. Yep, used to be a fur and hide place. Great history. Lots uh, of I fur recently, in the basement. Exactly. I uncovered a lot of great nostalgia. Really? On the walls of um, their growth. They're, they're essentially their, you know, initial stages of, of, of how they became what, who they are now. And, um, yeah, it's another exciting part, you know, being part of and having that history in Norfolk. And so, yeah, we bought it in um, 2020. 
and the expectations and the hopes for that building is to make it a uh, really, I don't want to say high end because that scares a lot of people. You can say it, but we, we I, get, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do a lot of uh, social media checks. You're good. And anytime you say high end. It's not good. It's not good. It, they, they, you get a lot of backlash. It goes dollar signs. It goes, It yeah. goes dollar signs. Yeah. Instead of quality, instead of where it comes yeah, from, right. it comes down to the dollar signs. <clears throat> um, so we're going to have a steakhouse is what we're going to say. And then um, we'll also have some luxury apartments on the up part of it. It's kind of interesting. There's a, And the history is there's a lot of different additions to it. So it's a very unique um, building structurally. So, a lot of people don't have the vision like I do for it. Um, obviously, I had FOMO of wanting to be downtown. No one would sell me a building. And so when this one came up, I... You're only a block off. I'm the Blackstone of Norfolk. You right. have better parking there, though, Heck too. Yeah, I'm going to create something. Would you you had to fight for that. Yeah, I fought for it from the... Yeah. You can, t- you can talk <laughs> about that if you want. Yeah. The, if you uh, want to. The um, Our neighbors... Yep. They weren't very too uh, keen from anybody being there whatsoever. So right. it's funny because I didn't know the situation I was in until I really got into it yeah. deeply. And so there was an agenda, I think. Um, and so if we wouldn't have won a reason. So what? So the situation is Norfolk downtown is zoned a certain way. Yep. yep. And it's the ability to be able to have no parking abilities regardless of the number of patrons you're going to have in your in your building right any other other institute any other area in town if you're not zoned a certain way you have to have parking requirements and so we were zoned a specific way where for each patron you should have a certain number of amounts of and we were going full steam on this project until i kind of was able to look back i'm like hold on how are we zoned and i'm like oh Oh, if we if we don't get zoned a certain way, we don't have a parking lot. We're we can't do anything here. We can't do our restaurant. We can't do our wedding venue. And so, I acted quick and um, went to the city council and got it rezoned. And you know, luckily, um, we succeeded. But yeah, our neighbors were not too keen on that, and really were anti. Um, and I don't think it was anti Jose. It was more so anti anything there. It wouldn't have mattered who bought it. I don't think so. In my, in my opinion, I don't think it would have mattered. Right, they were going to be stuck. In I don't think ways. it personally. It's yeah. they have a really nice parking lot there, and um, but yeah, they want to protect huge, it. But it's huge, it's massive. It, it, but I it think, can accommodate both places. Yeah, I think it's the lack of the vision that they should have been able to be able. My to other see. question is the the parking lot caddy corner. Yeah, I think that's um, isn't that downtown parking lot? There is one to the east. To the west of us. Or are you talking about Norfolk Iron I'm talking about I'm talking about behind um the old city auditorium. Oh well, yeah. that's a, that's on the other side of the para. Yeah. 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 Pa- uh, patrons can park there. Yeah. And then the other thing that kind of is it's so great for what downtown. I'm saying is there's, there's plenty of parking. There's plenty of parking. Everyone yeah. can walk to it. Yeah. 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 And we're gonna create jobs. So we're gonna hire a um person to do some valet parking. That's what we're Look all about. You, you'd be the first valet in town. That's right. We want to create jobs. I love, that. I love valet parking. Create economic growth. That's like what that. we're all about. I like that. Yeah. We want to give some people some abilities to... So what about your Airbnb back here? So... Um, this is on This is on Virgis. This Street. is on Virgis. We did a uh, three-unit plex. It's my old office. Um, about two, 2,300 square feet. 
uh, ended up going into a um, unique situation where I was able to meet with an architect and we were able to really get um, the most out of the square spadage. You with, really did. Yeah. You showed it to me. It, it's amazing. It's you haven't even seen it, Zach. You should come check it out. Well, I, I came and saw the, the, the finished product. You had not seen finished, it. not finished, but I saw the initial yeah. what you were doing. Yeah. Like, so we got three units. I was like, out how of the it. hell did you get this in there? I know. That's what that's um I love um showing it off because it's it's a definitely unique. I situation. want you to talk about the, the back of it though. Yeah. And then the problems you have with that. Yeah. It's uh it was tough. Uh obviously again, going back with rezoning um was a, a something that we you know it's a learning thing so returning to a lot of issues with the construction phases to the um completion of it it's just been tough and even going through some roadblocks right now i don't know if you guys are new this or not but um norfolk isn't really airbnb friendly Mm-mm. i knew it wasn't because there's not too many around i think there's i not. think you may be one of the, not one of the first ones but you're you're definitely in the high luxury Luxury, yeah. there's not very many. No. And so uh, I've been, been met with a little bit of resistance, which is okay. I want to hear them out, and I want to be able to learn. And what was the resistance you got? The resistance is that in any particular situation where you have a multifamily unit, only one of them can be of short-term lease. And by definition, a short-term lease is a amount of time that a specific tenant can be in there with for less than 30 days. Yeah. Yeah, it's th- 30 days, and it's, yeah. And it's, so yeah. we're in a tough situation where we're learning this. You're one and a half of doing this, and now it's just like, boom, you get hit. And so it's kind of like, that's where I thrive, to find solutions, to find um, fixed problems, um, meet with officials, and uh, come up with a solution. To you've, always, you've always come to a solution of some kind yeah there's no every there's adversity no i've seen you come through yeah there's no value in fighting someone um learning and being able to follow rules i guess at this and adapt yeah you had to adapt to it and so you don't win anything into trying to fight someone and trying to you know make it your way right. so um yeah we're learning um there's things that you know we just learned yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh it's interesting but you know we're they're great it's a great space it's amazing space um it's available yeah <laughs> whoever wants to come in right well i thought it wasn't available because you got you can't have three units no it's in there, there right now. it's oh, there oh, it's done we're it's, good it's ready to go <laughs> it's ready to go but but what, what i wanted you to talk about gotta was be the, a little longer was than the concrete days. to grass thing oh yeah there's a there's um there's a green space requirement you have to have yeah uh, he, he had to he had to go in and Explain that. So whenever you do anything residential, you have to be able to create what's called green space. And it makes sense. You know, it's, it's, mm. it's, you know, we want to protect the environment, but you have to be able to produce a property that has a certain amount of non-construction based um, architecture. And so, yeah, learned, learned how to do a lot, a lot of green space. But you only so had to do, it was a 10 by 10 spot yeah <clears throat> it was already concrete as a commercial building if uh, he had to create a 10 by 10 <laughs> green space to have this happen anybody that follower. thinks government we need more government <laughs> <laughs> we need more government like i need a hole in the head <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about the land you bought i bought a 10 acre 11 acre lot that is off of victory road which is it should be exciting for the norfolk um community and it, 
so I don't. Yesterday I was uh, met with an email from the city city officials regarding my Airbnb unit, and we quickly learned that um, when you own a multifamily unit, there's only one of them. Um, and I can cite the the specific um, code that was given to me, but um, essentially we're not really allowed to have many short-term leasing kind of um, dwellings in within one certain vicinity. And so the basis of bra- of my Victory Road um, endeavor was to create a uh, destination site. And it's a recreational site that we're going to be able to produce a little, I, I want to call it a pond because it's not a lake, a man-made pond within a 11-acre lot where we will produce around 15 um, A-frames. And it's a ability to do what's called glamorous camping. Glamping. glamping. It's glamping. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're planning on having this as an option, but now we're kind of, after we were really recently um, shut down, um, we're, we're kind of re- re-looking at things. Uh, and so... We're, so to me, it just seems like it's an arcane, weird code that... I want to know, I want to learn. So that goes back to like even medicine. I want to learn why. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like teach me why. The the problem is there probably is no why. There's no why. It's just, it's it's a rule that probably shouldn't be there. It was done two years ago, apparently. Two years ago, there was a meeting. Because um, of the Airbnb, because of Airbnb getting popular or what? No, I can see the concerns. Um, And and I can see as a um, owner of a, you know, house that you want to, you know, it, you don't want a bunch of people coming right. In right next year. Yeah. And I kind of get that. Um, I, I get that. I 100% get that. Yeah. I, I understand that. Well, it, it comes down to, um, <laughs> I think, the history shows that devaluation of properties can happen based yes. on demographics and based on exactly what type of you know properties are on there. So I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm a, this is all an assumption. I don't really know. Uh, I'm learning now. That it's probably that, but you gotta check out my property, and it's so controlled. Airbnb is so controlled. Yeah, we're not just gonna let anybody in there. We're not <laughs> well, slumlords. Yeah, right, we, <laughs> right, we've, right. We've rented air. Airbnb is pretty nice. I, I mean, yeah. we look. I mean, you, the legit Airbnbers are prideful of their properties, yeah. and they're gonna pick and choose. And there's, you're gonna pick those. I hate to say it. You're gonna pick those five stars. Well, honestly, yeah. so yeah, you're right though. But and then honestly, most of your good ones have pride of ownership. That's right. Yep. So it's only no. gonna bring property value up. And yeah, you, it uh, increases uh, economic growth. It increases um, tourship and tourism. Um, increases because I mean, have you guys ever tried renting a hotel in Norfolk? It's. Did you it, know you can't? You can't. <laughs> if you have an ID that says Norfolk, Nebraska, you can't. No, yeah, you can't. You, can't. you, you want to why? I don't. You don't know why? No, it frustrates me because 2019, I'm new to Norfolk. Yeah. My house is painted and I have a pregnant wife. And I'm like, I can't have her in here. Right. What am I going to do? I'm going to go to a hotel. I got denied by all of them. Yep. I, go, yeah. I think we slept in our car. The, the reason, and they should have let you in. If you gave an explanation, they should have let you in, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. that they didn't let you in. But well, a lot, of, a lot I think of you it, can get to Hampton and Holiday Inn sometimes. Yeah, if it's a special occasion. Yeah. But the reasoning for that is like the. It's gonna sound bad, but it's for those it's like drugs and stuff. Well, like drugs that. and and one night like I'm gonna just hit go it and quit wow. it, hit it and quit it. This sure. deal, sure. But it's a it's a stupid regulation though. Yeah, 
I get it to an extent. Um, but, but like, what if, if you want to get away from home? Like, what yeah. if I just want me and my wife just want to staycations? Not, yeah, staycations are awesome. Yeah, um, um, we, uh, I think <clears throat> um, the lodge does a really good job of allowing. You yeah, you can go if you're there. a resident. They yeah. do. Yep. Yeah, a great hotel. Um, so actually, Brad, so Brad, when he was in the transition of moving from, um, he had built a house. In <laughs> was crazy he built the house and then and then left like two months later sure. for another job but he had to stay there for a month and a half they, they did a long stay wow and they let, they let him do that so that's, that's awesome that's really cool <laughs> and that's kind of what we're trying to accomplish is a destination site you know we're in the hospitality business yeah. we, and it goes back to who's doing that specific type of project and i don't know um i think norfolk and he's get more on the allowing the airbnbs if they want to bring more stuff in so i know like i mean um, they're planning on getting this huge recreational like uh <laughs> yeah uh what is it called the white wire rafting or yeah that's yeah okay that's only if it comes to fruition which i'm hopeful it will because well, it's you know, already have getting built yeah so i'm hoping it ends up being a very successful thing there's only so much living quarters here in norfolk yep. so um allow entrepreneurs and people who want to be able to create a space and an experience. That's all we want is an experience. And, um, and I think that's what we created. At. That's We're what just, it comes down to. It's got to be in a good area. Like, yeah. I mean, we, I know from the livestock showing world, I mean, I know that that's kind of my world is people are starting to go to less and less hotels because ho- pickups are getting broken into that's at right. hotels. That's um, right. People are stealing stuff out of pickups and right. hotels don't care. They right. Don't claim I no think they put up signs that says, "Yeah, they don't care anymore." Yeah, and it's so, not our responsibility. They do I that know. for on a reason. Uh, we'll yep. spend the, there, there's a purpose for it. Everybody will spend a lot of time looking at these uh, Airbnbs, and if you find a good one in a good area, right? The problem is, and I, maybe maybe that's kind of part of the thing they're looking at. Uh, they don't want them in bad areas uh, because they're not going to sell them. People don't want to come to bad areas. Yeah, and then uh, it's going to look bad on everybody else. If you right. get an out of towner coming into an Airbnb and say you're in a bad part of town, which there's not a lot of bad parts of town, but everybody's got bad parts of town. Yeah. And then something happens, and then maybe they don't want to deal with that's that right. bad press. I mean, that's a possibility that I can see from them, and I would respect that response. Sure. sure. But that's not a, a, a perfect answer to right. the Yeah. There should be a little bit of, um, of um, I don't know, because you also don't want to be able to give, um, do special favors or right. yep. or give due expect- uh, exceptions. Right. That's not fair. Right. Um, I think being able to, um, I don't know, maybe there could be like a system where you can show your worth. I don't know. Yeah. And be like, hey, That's you true. have to fall. You have a nine month um, process of if you can show us that you're, uh, you know, not a slumlord. Right. Then That's we'll true. Honor your ability yeah. to occupy your space yeah, I like as, that. A, as a, um, and give the neighbors input. You could do a probationary period. That's right. like probation period. Probationary like period. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you, or we can give you a temporary right. permit or something for perfect. a probationary period. Like that. I, I think that's perfect. That's I good. could see that. Yeah. Be, review it in a year. Yeah. And Let night and have the neighbors get some insight because I think it's valuable. And you know, I think you know, uh, if you've seen my properties, they are um, no cut corners. Well taken care of. Well taken care I've of. Seen it. I've seen them. I've seen them getting built. Yep. And so, um, if anything, it's adding a ton of value to your right. to your asset, which is your home. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 getting long on time. <laughs> I, is, is there anything that you want to plug for the future that you're going to do? Um, is there anything you want to? Uh, 
I'm obviously going to have you on again. Sure. We we can discuss so many different oh things. Oh my gosh, there's a lot. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I want to relay is um, probably, and it's the, it's a new thing for me is medical. I yeah. think medical has been something, even though I'm just a busy guy, I think I'm starting to really realize the importance of a human and how short our life is. Right. Lives are. And um, being able to provide some support systems that can create some longevity and um, essentially ask questions and have that 15 complaint list in your clinic and if you find someone that doesn't listen to you and it's like hey three things man then leave right I'm, I'm all yeah. for that i'm all for <laughs> what you want to do and, and you know what if, if the viewers end up really liking this podcast sure. maybe we make this a whole segment for you know just a medical oh, absolutely yeah podcast q a or anything q a people oh, can absolutely. ask questions and heck yeah that'd be great yeah. um all about learning all about helping um that's you know i'm a service type of guy so um, and then even learning from viewers and from you guys, you know, that'd be it's great. All about. This is really good information. Yeah. I really, I really love that you came on. Yeah, this has been uh, way. I better was really than... nervous about it. <laughs> you, you were, and, and I, even this morning, it kind of, yeah, you know, it I, made an impact I told on my life. Every time we do an episode, I, I come in nervous. I tell him, <laughs> that, so I don't me. get nervous with with mine advances anymore. <laughs> um, but the interview this morning and the interview just now, I always I, I get a little bit of butterflies before we start, and sure, then yeah. as soon as I go into the intro, it's it's golden. Right. But I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. This has been very insightful information. Yeah. Um, we definitely got to do it again. Absolutely. Because we we didn't touch on yeah a lot of stuff. <laughs> there were so many things that I wanted to talk about that we didn't get sure. to because of how the conversation went which yeah. is which is good yeah that's a good thing so i think we definitely got to do it again if we get some more viewer feedback absolutely li listener feedback uh we should definitely sure do this again oh, absolutely yeah we can have some more whiskey and Heck have yeah. some more beers oh, yeah i'll uh i'll uh treat us this time <laughs> perfect <laughs> appreciate well, it jose i appreciate you coming yeah, on thanks zach appreciate and we you guys will, uh, and we will uh, catch you all keep up the good work and oh we um, appreciate it dude yeah absolutely we're going to support you wholeheartedly and yeah, anything you need, let us know. Come see us. But I, Nebraska Health and Wellness. Let me I'm know. Anthro Medical Center. Yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska Health and Wellness Clinic. Uh, Anthro Medical Center in Omaha. There you go. Uh, come check us out. Uh, and we'll, the book the book was The Microbiome in Your Mouth. That's right. I'm going to buy it. Do, we should Trino have him on. I think you'd have we'd have a great time. We'll have him on soon. Absolutely. Um, and you said Monday through Saturday. We're you open Monday through Monday. Saturday. Yep. Um, Walk-ins friendly. What's if the address? If my staff ever tells you that there's no appointment, text me. What's the address? <laughs> uh, so Omaha is two two zero zero two West. Uh, so two zero zero two Vinton Street uh, in Norfolk. We're at fourteen fourteen North Thirteenth Street. They're just right over behind the old. I well, promise we have a four point eight start rating. We don't have a five star, <laughs> so you can trust us. If you want, it's, it's only that one. Little if you want to go look him up, he's got so many reviews, and they're. I said it before, but God, they're some great reviews. Some great reviews. Go, go look at, go give them a chance. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Let me know as soon as you got Absolutely. that that testing. I'm Absolutely. coming in right away. We should probably do one on a podcast and then go over your results. We should. We could. I'm, do I'm that. totally fine with that'd that. That'd be awesome. We should do yeah. that. And then do. And everybody can an hear how unhealthy I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally down with that. Absolutely. So, but Jose, yeah. I, uh, this has been by far better than I thought it was gonna be. Awesome. I really Same. appreciate. I was I, nervous. Yeah. 
I really appreciate you being here. I don't get nervous here. a lot. Only in high school track. That was the only time I would get nervous. <laughs> well, I'm glad I can make you nervous. <laughs> That's right. But I appreciate you being here, and yeah. uh, everybody will see you guys next time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks.